the theme of this episode is we're tired, we're cranky, and we're taking it out on Gambin. Hey, Ron. The next time you're freaked at me for calling you out on the Quidditch bench. Remember that time that you stole my chocolate cauldron and declared your love for the middle And welcome back to Parfait Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm Chi. I'm Dan. I'm Melinda. This is Robert. <laughs> And I'm Julia. This is Robert attempting to hold his TV up in the air so he can see it while podcasting with us. Tonight we are yeah. watching Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, our theme for the evening. We're tired, we're cranky, and we're taking it out on Michael Gambon because he's there. <laughs> and he deserves exactly. it. If Richard he's Harris were in this movie, I think we would just, you know, sit down and cry right now. But because we have Gambon, we are stronger. Exactly. <laughs> That's all we have. That is true. And we're going to jump right into the movie this evening, so just a couple of quick notes. Lady Chi right now is buried under four inches of ice, but she has minestrone soup and biscuits, so she will recover. And <laughs> exactly. we got Melinda here tonight by getting her out of a Cub Scout Christmas <laughs> party, and for that, Melinda, we are so sorry for your loss. <laughs> it's a terrible thing, but someone had to do it. You think you're going to be okay? Okay. As long as you can find, you know, the... the, the, the Whatever to uh, live. Harry Potter. You know, it's a tough choice. But. There you go. There you go. All right. So it is very late in the evening where I'm from, so we're going to jump into the movie. Is everyone on your scene selection page? Mm-hmm. I am. I am. All right. <laughs> what else would she be doing? She's frozen in an igloo right now. All right. I'm so, trying to do this upside down, so bear with me. <laughs> are you literally moment. hanging upside down right now? I'm actually leaning almost vertically just so I can see the screen. How and do you not lean rip- vertically? I don't know. I'm figuring it out right now. Are you it's laying just, down normally or are you standing? No, I'm sitting in a chair like half my body is one way and my half my body is the other way. And I'm holding up volume control so the speakers don't rip the headset off my head. And because I tried that while putting everything on, and yeah, my ears, I don't think I have ears anymore. I haven't checked yet. But uh, I'm ready to go, and that's all that matters. Robert is tired, he's cranky, and we can only hope he takes that on Gambit. All right. Everyone... I actually like Gambin, but okay, moving on. Oh, we're going to have a well, you blast. You can take it on our clothes, then. We're going to have a blast with him this evening. All right. Yeah, everyone, I like clothes. Everyone, quickly, to the Riddle House. If Jen were here, she'd say it's orange. I think it's yellow, the little surrounding thing right there. So we're going to highlight the Riddle House, uh, and we're going to go three, two, one, click. And so is it on the three, or is it on the click? It's on the click. Hence, okay. we have a click. So it's three, two, one, click. Hold on, you thought it was on the three? Oh, jeez, I just clicked when you said that. Now, wait a minute, I gotta go back. <laughs> Excellent. I'm playing perfectly. Melinda, oh, men for centuries have had the problem that you just experienced. Do not worry about it. <laughs> True. Now I want to have the Melinda and Premature Ejaculation title. I'm so undecided about this episode. Okay, let's not do that. All right. <laughs> Sorry, we'll save it for the blooper reel. There you go. Um, we actually don't even have blooper reels on these, which is very sad. We should bring it back. Oh, my God. One. We should. 
We're running that out that of movies. That first okay. introduction should totally be on there. Next in play page. All right, you ready? Okay, we're going to go to the Riddle House, and we're going to do the three, two, one click with going on the click. All right, everyone ready? Okay. Actually, let me just make sure <laughs> we're recording this, because that would be tragic. <laughs> yeah, and then that's when I come to your house and Nevada cadaver you in person. Okay, if you want to get on the plane, you're welcome to try. All right, three, two, one, click. Black screen of death. Yay! Yay! I'm the one that always says that on the commentaries. Yes, you are. That's okay. I am. Your claim to fame. Warner Brothers definitely loves zooming in on their logos for some ridiculously odd reason. I don't know why. Do all the movies start like this, like going through the logo? I know the third one. I think so. The, I think Is so, yeah. Third? Oh, wait. No, the first one does not. How is the yeah. first one? No, the first one starts with uh, Dumbledore on the soundstage, right? Right. Uh, the first one starts with, it starts with a, sh- a shot of Gary. Yeah, by the way, of- Nagini for the win. Oh, yeah. Go Nagini. I have not seen this movie yeah. since I saw it in theaters, like a million and a half years ago. Yeah, we have to say, we have to really point ago. out Chi's, you know, apparent dislike for this movie and the fact that in the middle of, like, the worst you know, weather conditions Kansas has ever seen. She still decided I should probably go out and rent the movie. I'm not going to have a copy, like, in my house because I'd be too close <laughs> to it. Actually, I didn't end up having to buy it. Blockbuster and Dylan's were closed. Especially for, like, $10 for a movie I'll never watch again. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a couple of good scenes in here that are probably worth it. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. The graveyard scene's pretty cool. Sorry, Chi. These make um, good Christmas gifts, so if you have anyone who hasn't seen it and wants to, you're set. And Frank blows the house up. Yeah, that'd be great. You've never lit a stove like that before? I actually have not, no. I almost lit Danielle's bathroom on fire a couple weeks ago, so we're going to be careful around the fire. Good job. Okay, don't go towards the light. <laughs> yeah, really. Doesn't metaphor yeah. for death, anyone? Now, doesn't Frank find it odd that the electricity is still working in the house? That's just my thought there. I don't know. Well, well in Canada, thought, yeah, but in Canada, didn't he? The light was flickering, so he thought they were lighting a fire. Oh, that's true. I yeah. actually think this is a good place for a cut because you remove Frank's entire backstory, but you don't need it really at all. And yeah. I mean, if you know it, you know it, but it's not a major part of the movie's plot. The plot of the yeah. It's not really relevant to anything other than, you know. Frank has Frank. floppy ears. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks a lot like uh, the, one of the guys that I work with at the nursing home. I know a guy who's 80. I think he's still, I hope he's still alive or also making fun of dead people. But he's like 89 years old and he's got the biggest. Like he seriously, his ears grow every year. And I was at the, I was at the wake and I was in the receiving line. And he like came up to shake my hand. Is my aunt, my dearly departed aunt, is sitting in the background behind me, going like flipping her ears like at me, like it, like trying to get me to laugh as this man is like coming up crying to me. It was terrible. That reminds me of Frank for some reason. I'm not sure why I just told that story there, but. Here is spooky though the it whole is. going into the the dark. I would just like to say that I think David Tennant did an excellent job as Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He fit. He yeah, he too. fit my he uh, my my vision of Crouch, Barty like Crouch Jr. Vision. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he he was a he was a great bit of acting. Now the character's father, I have no idea where the hell they found that man. Like literally, I think he was like a yeah. homeless person in the parking lot, and they like shaved him and brought him in. <laughs> like I have, I have no idea where the hell they found him. 
Yeah, he wasn't very good. All right, here's a genuinely creepy line. And a genuinely creepy actor. Ah. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately to the actor who portrays Wormtail, I think he had about four minutes of makeup before they filmed that, so I really can't... Yeah, you know, the the thing is that I've seen him in another movie, and, like, Timothy Spall actually kind of looks like a rat. (laughs) So they didn't just do that for the movie? Well, they had to put, like, zits on him. Right. One of my complaints about the mo- uh, well, I do love this moment here where Ron pulls up, you know, the, the blanket to cover his breasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do love that moment, but one, you know, what it is it's like the movie had like we were talking in in the prisoner commentary. Prisoner of Azkaban had a feel to it, and as much as you know, Julia may be pissed that they left off, you know, the Marauders and how much you may not have liked the characterization of Remus. The movie had a feel to um, the book had a feel to it that I think the movie really captured I feel like they did not capture the feel of Goblet because they had to take a huge book and compress it to two hours and so much got thrown overboard I feel like they lost the feel to the movie there were moments where I think they some of the changes were alright and even improved upon the story a little bit but I don't know just, just quickly I want to note while we're on this scene I think this clearly states of Goblet, I don't think I like but I didn't Goblet didn't bug me nearly as much as Prisoner did. Thank uh, you, Mullen. Robert, what Thank were you saying you. right there? I was going to say, if anyone doubts the badassness of the Hufflepuff house, I mean, come on. They live in People trees. jumping from trees, introducing themselves, you can't get better than that. I love I mean, this shot right here. I just love this shot and how quickly they go onto a soundstage. I just think that was very amusing right there. Mm-hmm. I have never seen the sky that color in my life. I have He needs to come to Kansas. That's what it looks like right before a tornado. Okay. Well, just so you know, that's what it looks like. It, it gets that bluish, blackish, greenish look, and then <clears throat> the walls cloud up, and then all hell breaks loose. Much like what's happening right now. Much like what's happening right now. It looks very much like Kansas before it's storm. Mr. Diggory nice cracks me up a little bit. Mr. Diggory cracks I think me it's up. great, which is vastly appropriate for uh, Britain. But, like, there's also other mo- mo- moments in this movie where they're definitely in Kansas, I can tell you. Oh, this is a ridiculous I like this right here. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't. Cedric Diggory walking down from the sky. I mean, okay, he's a superhero. We get that. But come the hell on. Super Cedric. Yeah. Little yeah, Mary Poppins there. Who didn't actually read the book. I mean, I, I can't believe they're out there, but they are. That was how they introduced, okay, Cedric is 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 different from the rest of them. All right. Cedric is smarter well, he's and older. He's the seventh year, so he's, you know. He's cooler. And look, there's Bonnie Wright in the one like close up that she gets in the whole movie, which is fabulous because uh, you know she it's not like she becomes important in the next few books. Oh, no, not at all. Oh no. I don't know. I, I'm trying to the, the when I read these chapters in the book when they get there, it it had a lot more of like the whimsical nature of of you know wizards trying to be muggles and they're wearing like dresses and they're so confused and like it's right. just, it seems like weird whereas this movie portrays it you know as I love magic and I'm like All right. oh wait here's that line it's like almost worst there. line ever yeah oh god it's awful no I'm sorry it comes second to there's only one place we're gonna get this Diagon Alley oh, thank yeah. you Molly Weasley for setting up scene six. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, like look at this face. I love magic. I don't know. It just I love uh, magic. This entire part of the movie, it's very well done. It looks great. It's you know, it, it it it's a great piece of film. It's fun to watch, but it's not 
the book and it's not the book. It's not the book. And you know what? Some people don't care. God, you just about all have such grumpy pants on. No, it's just no. I mean, this you is, do. I will put it to this way. Well, because, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. In fairness, because of this movie, I did not see either. I mean, the, I was that irked with this movie. I mean, yes. it's different things to different people. You know, here's the thing: the you know, uh, was it Mike Newell? the director he had to yeah. collapse a, a huge humongous book into a two-hour movie that's what he was given with you know good for him although some of the quotes you know he gave during the, you know the production of the movie just irked me i felt like he didn't pay enough respect to the book itself whereas i feel as alfonso and chris columbus and from what i hear david yates it just it, i just didn't leave the, the movie with the warm and fuzzies and yeah yeah well the thing with this is that they just like Curon. As much as I hate that he left out some kind of important things, he at least got the feel, and Newell didn't get that at all. You know, like the the whole scene with the Quidditch World Cup is supposed to be weird, and I wanted you know Archie in his flowery nightgown with the healthy breeze around his privates, and the tents with chimneys, and I didn't get that, and so I feel like I really missed out on something. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think of a good way to put this here. It's but, like but really. For- what did that have to do with the whole story? It re- I mean, it was great for the book, but the book can go into so much more detail. That would have just been more scenery well, almost to, to try to work that but in. I don't think a it, moment it, and talk it, about it what's really important. The was, Phelps twins look amazing in this scene. The Phelps, okay, <laughs> Lady <laughs> Chi bringing us all together. No, you know what it was? It was like for for me those scenes. It, it, it look at was, Harry and Ginny standing next to each other. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Well, it's just like I, well, it's just like I wrote a fic where you two had sex. This is a wonderful moment for me. It's, it's like I don't know. You know, I read when I knew they were going to have lots of babies. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, I, I read a fic earlier today where Harry and Ginny have sex, and so it's a pretty good moment for me, too. There you go. Well, it's always a good moment for Julia. No, I mean, like, like the, I mean, I think that's the point. For for me, the, you know, this part of the story was about, you know, Harry leaving, you, you know, the, the, the Dursleys behind and coming to the borough, and, you know, the, the twins, you know, farting around learning how to apparate, and just, like, the weirdness of the Quidditch World Cup. And you know Malfoy and the, like there there was a feel to it. It was a feel of like you know we've gone through three books and now we're at this point where we're starting to like delve into you know the the, the more serious issues of the series. Whereas I don't know, it just it seemed like this was just to show us a Wizarding Super Bowl. I mean, and quick, I, yeah. I, I just want to quickly make a comment because on this scene and also later on when they're in the Gryffindor Tower uh, dormitories, what is with Newell and animal sounds? I mean, what is like everyone's like flapping their wings or like and then pretending they're like birds or like there's a, a, a lions growling it's just like none of this is in the book it's just kind of random what? insanity well and let's just that- say this two things i mean there's you're either going to be the person who wants to see a good movie or you're going to be the, be the person who wants to see the book put on film you know as closely as possible i'm in the second group if you're not you may love the movie a lot more i mean newell clearly Every scene he put into the film was yeah, yeah, yeah. Every scene he put onto this film was about getting us to the graveyard in the in you know the three drops of blood. Like that was his focus to link everything to that. Whereas to me, a lot of the movie wasn't that. I mean, that wasn't the focus in the movie. So for me, it just the parts where I really wanted to see these characters got really really rushed, and then other parts. but let's watch wow. the movie and maybe I'll change something. So subtle with those Death Eater uniforms. Let me tell you, I have no idea what those guys are based on. Yeah. Well, you know what it was, too? It's the, This part of the book, for me at least, was 
confusion. It was a lot of wizards really didn't know what to do, and you know there there was you know the the, the people who didn't want to acknowledge there were still death eaters, and it was about more of a like a like almost like Lucius planned at the last minute. Hey, let's you know put our masks on and you know attack the muggles it was more i didn't get the sense in the book it was this premeditated thing where that was almost like a premeditated attack and it seemed like they were overpowering the other wizards and it just like that didn't fit what i had yeah can i make a random fandom comment here with that um this is being that i'm a spellcaster real quick um, I'll, I'll put in a little bit of interesting spell cast that I don't think this is publicly known. The scene that just happened with Barty Crouch Jr. walking around, like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden casting the spell into the uh, introdu- uh, into the sky. Um, that was actually a uh, something for it was an inspiration for the spell cast season two introduction. For those of you who listen to spell cast, so if you want to go back watch that scene and then listen to the introduction of our show, you, you'll you'll notice the similarities. But don't anyway, do it now; you'll never time up again. Yeah. Exactly. Wait till the movie's over, otherwise Robert you're saying will be you, Don't do it. Yeah. No, that I'm not. A really I'm creepy probably. dark mark. And our first apparition. Okay, where the hell? I love Arthur right there. That's my son! Damn you! All right, now... Oh, no, that's good. That's what he does in the book. Okay, now, here's the thing. Barbie Crouch is supposed to be this big, tough, steely man who sent his own son to prison. He, right now is Sissy like Penn. he is he is Admiral Sissy Mary. I'm sorry. Like, what is up with that? His hand is shaking. He's not he's like cross-eyed looking at people. It's a lie. Who like oh you just wet yourself. Get the hell away from me. Yeah, he's not intimidating at all. It's the worst ca- it, it, he is not even close. Like here's the thing. Like Vernon Dursley is supposed to be this big intimidating guy and they cast him almost like like you know like you know, like an obese, scared guy. Like it just—it wasn't the you know the, the scariness factor so much in in you know Richard Griffith's portrayal of Vernon that you know I think the book. But he, okay, close enough. He isn't even close. I'm like there was nothing that links this guy to. So dark mark, like you pictured it or not? Not. Definitely uh, not how I pictured it. I didn't oh, I thought it was, I thought it was spot on. Exactly. It, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I really didn't have a firm impression of it, so I thought it was fine. It, it, was, it was kind of how I pictured it. This I like. This is a good moment to put in because so much of the scene we were supposed to see was about Ron's insecurities, about his poorness, and I thought that was a great moment. Just this, that little beat right there, I think, made up for a lot of it. Yeah, I, Ron gets a lot better in this movie. Oh, there was only so far he could really go from the last. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of uh, hit, I think he hit rock bottom in prisoner. Yeah, well, I he think really he definitely he, he got a lot better in order, but I think he definitely I'll agree that it was a step up and ask I'm sorry not ask Ben a uh, goblet of fire over a uh, prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought for whatever reason that Harry was wearing the same shirt he wore in uh, prisoner right there, but I guess I never connected that. Uh, I just noticed that Ron's wearing a Weasley sweater. Oh, oh, Hermione with the heavy breathing. Now, who here went <gasps> when they saw this movie in the theater? Because this is I th- when did the, eyebrows. This, this came. Her out. eyebrows ought to have got their own line in the credits on this. Movie. <laughs> they really should have. <laughs> I love you, Melinda. But you no, know, it's um when she said you need to tell Sirius. Who else thought that like you were like shocked because you forgot because you were so trapped? Because I think was it Half Blood had just 
come out and you were you were in like Half Blood Prince, looking into Deathly Hallows mindset, and all of a sudden you're like, you have to tell Sirius. My first response was, he's dead. Oh, oh, this. Is, oh. And, and like, no, seriously, the theater I was in, everyone went. <gasps> oh my. Yeah. That was a. Uh, it was a little bit rough. There was a few. I don't remember my experience being. The no, movie very I much. thought it was fine, but it was like everyone was in the same mindset I was, where they weren't ready to accept that Sirius is still alive. So everyone was like, "What? what, what oh!" All at the same wait, time. Wait, wait, he should have died in prisoner. No, I'm sorry. I love this moment with Hagrid. Hagrid's <laughs> second career. <laughs> Air traffic controlling. <laughs> oh, look at look at poor Nigel there in the front row. Look at Nigel. <laughs> oh dear! No, I love Nigel. <laughs> Nigel oh, just for those of you who don't know, they actually leaked so the script of the Deathly Hallows movie, and Nigel will actually be beheading Nagini at the end of uh, Deathly Hallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! That's just wonderful. Okay, think, Filch I mean, as comic know. relief. What's everyone think? Um, I'm all for it. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. It's better than Ron's facial expressions. That's fair. True. Oh, look, it's Gambin. (laughs) (laughs) He's like grabbing his pacemaker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now here's the thing. Let's do a time. Right right where I am right now, it's 9.34 in the evening when we're recording this. Let's time the scene and see if they could have done it in a third the time, this entire Great Hall scene. I think it's ridiculous. And my favorite part when the when the Bobaton girls all come in and everybody's watching the guys, but watch Hermione and Ginny and the facial expressions on them. They're really funny. Okay. I'm sure. (laughs) All right. Gambin (laughs) is not anything like, like I was saying in the last movie, I thought Gambin was very Dumbledore-ish, like on the whimsical nature. He is nothing like Dumbledore in the scene. He is like confused. He's annoyed. He has absolutely no control over over the students and in one scene I think I said this in the previous podcast when he screams silence every girl every woman in this great hall is instantly rendered infertile <laughs> well there's no warmth to him whatsoever I mean Dumbledore even if he's being stern there's a warmth to him even yeah. on the character on the pages there's nothing to raise that in voice. Alright, I'm looking for Hermione. Oh, look at her. She's so hilarious. Oh, she's so unimpressed. <laughs> that was Ask Cam, I love that one shot. There. I'm not sure if you're familiar. <laughs> I love that shot. It's I like, yeah, I wonder what Ron is thinking about. Lady Chi, if you watch um, the... I know you just saw Love Actually. If you watch the deleted scenes, <laughs> Madame Maxine was... Um, her character was deleted, but she was in Love Actually. Whoa, where? She, she played the... Um, yeah, oh, she's the headmistress. She look is at the, my Jimmy. Look at the face of the two. <laughs> she was the um, headmistress's. Um, like, what is that? That's a Dumbledore. Like, oh, Dumbledore. Oh, go to hell. Um, he was. always <laughs> holding his robes. He was the headmistress. She she was the headmistress's um, girlfriend or partner. Oh yeah. All right, now I want you to watch Dumbledore when they charge up to him and when the fire goes around him. It's a bad edit because he looks very scared. Then he looks absolutely fine. And that was apparently Flitwick. Jen just hit him with a card at Walmart the other week. Um, but seriously, watch, <laughs> watch Dumbledore right here. Like, what? He's confused. He's stepping back. He doesn't know what's going on. He's calling for his you know, oh personal guard. Like, this is like. I'm not gonna lie though. That whole thing that they just did with the sticks—that was pretty cool. It's very, it's it was very, cool. It's very cool. But watch him right here. He's like scared. Yeah. Like that is not. Yeah. But now he's fine. Now he's absolutely fine. 
Yeah, you, oh you can gosh, tell he hasn't right? read the books. Yeah, it's like, what about Mike Newell was supposed to have read the damn book? And I'm sorry if it wasn't in the script, then Steve Close needs to be taken into a dark alleyway with Lady Chiefer. 20 minutes. And a baseball bat. Yeah, it's like, it, I'm sorry, it's like... <sighs> Did you see the flashy look there between Igor and Severus? I did. I thought. They used to date in college. <laughs> so, okay, quick question. Does anyone agree with Newell's decision to change uh, Flitwick's look from what it was? Well, no, I'm sorry. I take that back because he had this back in Prisoner of Azkaban. I just realized that. Never mind. I'll be quiet now. There you go. All right, now this scene, believe it or not, is still going on, 9.37 right now. All right. Now let's see how much he can avoid monologuing. I don't remember that line from the book. But you you, you could argue the fact that this is is ultimately... You really can't blame Gambin for this one, though. This is Steve Close. close. Oh, this is Close. This is Close. I mean... Like I said, there's only going to be one of us. Yay! Okay, explain to me what the hell is about to happen here. Oh God, shut the hell up! All right, now seriously, he's about to say mass. He's like, um. (laughs) Now what is this? Like literally, a blizzard just broke. Like what is this? Like what the freaking like it did that in Kansas today? Are you serious, Ryan? You don't know? I don't know. You are such a failure at a Harry Potter fan. The Great Hall is changes weather if there if it's like in danger, like if there's like a threat to like in the school, like it's it changes the weather. So like when Quirrell was sitting there with Voldemort dub, duct taped to the back of his head. I guess they didn't. I don't know, but I mean, Barry Crouch Jr. I guess apparently warrants it, and I guess Voldemort doesn't. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not the director producer. Clearly, what just happened is that Harry actually expelliarmus to the ceiling. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> that's so true. It worked so well so against the Dementors in the last up. movie. I'm surprised the, uh, the trees around them, I was going to make this comment, and they were casting Stupefy over around uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione at the Quidditch World Cup. I'm surprised those little poles things didn't blow up. Because from what we've seen, that spell is pretty darn powerful. He looks like a blind man. Like, literally, he looks like he cannot see anybody. He really does. Like, where the hell did they get this? See, look, rubbish. They get it. They get his acting. Okay, watch it. You're about to become (laughs) infertile. (laughs) Wait, I just turned this up so I can hear. Ah! (laughs) My god, I think I just felt my entire reproductive system melt. All right, we're now exactly oh, at 9.30. That's awful ponytail. Ugh, that's awful. We're at 9.39 and Julia's somebody to do her hair better? Bonnie like Wright? herself. Seriously. But that, 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 we always hear about them all wearing the ponytails in the books, though. All right. So that's true. We're six minutes in, and he is still monologuing. But you could say that the Goblet of Fire ultimately is one of the focuses, or the Triwizard Tournament is the focus of the core storyline of this book. It is, so but this, it's more important it's than the, the, the twins apparate, learning to apparate. No, it's the, well. Yeah, I mean, the, the apparating is part of the mood of the movie. But at this point, you, you have Dumbledore with like platitude upon platitude upon platitude. You know, but the hey, sorry, I war, and this seat's finally over. Oh, thank God! But it's just like this to this to this to this to this. It's just like it's like it's not anything that Dumbledore you could ever picture Dumbledore saying. And it's just it's like it was so repetitive that I just uh, I. I'm not really sure what... I, like, honestly, what are we to conclude here? That he needed a snack? Like, 
Alex <laughs> Storm Moody. I love their I love their character design of Moody. He's great. I mean, you know what? I think my problem is with the movie in every scene there's one thing that really pisses me off and there's nine things they do right, so what do you do? Talk about the one thing that pisses you off, there you clearly. Because we are tired and we are cranky and I don't know what the hell they thought they were doing with Hermione in the scene, but there it is. Ryan's wearing grumpy pants. Ryan's wearing grumpy pants. <laughs> no, my my least Ryan favorite scene. Some of his bad cheeses me earlier. I did. She and I. She and I had a bad wearing cheese. Grumpy on monologue pants. No, what is it? She's crying already. Look at this. She is crying. Getting ready for Deathly Hollows. What? Like what the hell? Is, like. It's like, shh, quiet, guys. She's acting. So, she's no idea. She's never been in the Wizarding World, and she's crying at the idea of an unforgivable. I guess I've been writing fanfiction too long. She must have read about it somewhere. She must have. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like reading about the Holocaust or something that always messes me up. But I can't imagine like being that upset about a concept, which is what mm. this is. Must but be. Maybe Hermione just has PMS, and so she's overly emotional. I don't know. It's no. It is. It's like the, I. I wasn't a fan of of the Great Hall scene, and then just going into this scene, like. I think most. I think Moody in the scene is great. I think just like his reaction, like right there, yeah, was great. I love Ron. Oh my god! Finally, he acts like Ron. Yes. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. Look, she is out of breath. Is that Ginny? No, well, it's, it's a little Ginny. bit hard when you're the director is making sure that you're making sure to tell you that your prepubescent boobies heave every time you talk, so the men can be. Exactly. I'm sorry, I don't like Hermione <laughs> in these movies. Uh, I don't like her either. Doesn't he make the spider tap dance in the book? I think he does. I think so, yeah. Like two cartwheels or something. Uh, oh, look, Padma slash Pravati is doing it too. Yeah, I really don't have any big deal with spiders or anything, but I wouldn't like this. Definitely wouldn't like this. No, not no. at all. Oh, no. Ah, Draco. Hi. Goyle always has like the same face. He does like the same movements in every scene he's in. It's like he steps forward, oh. wipes his arms, then backs up. Ooh, that's ethics. like I like how he takes what something that's fun, funny, and then makes sure that you understand the seriousness of, seriousness of it. Yeah, yeah. This is good writing. Steve it is also a very about one or two good scenes every movie, and it's still not enough to save his life. Nope. <laughs> but. To back up a sec, that's also a really, really good teaching tool. Like, it yeah, de- you that, definitely get the point that across. That comes from the book, too, doesn't it? I mean, that's not... You can't give Steve Close for credit for that. No, that's straight out of well, the book. Well, you can give Newell some credit just for the direction right there and, like, how quickly it went from fun to... You know, and, and the focus on Matt Lewis right here, I think, is awesome. I think he does a tremendous job as Neville. You know, yeah. He, he, like, no why he did his yeah. homework. This is a scene that he really, to my knowledge, I know he didn't get his um, scene in... in um, St. Mungo's in the next movie, but he kind of got his character's moments in here. Yeah. Like, here's oh, the thing. I can't believe this. Well, here's the this thing. Is, oh. Hermione doesn't know about Neville's parents. Right. She has no idea. So you have to remember that. when, Like, you can't even say, well, Emma, you know, Hermione here is, is showing... Oh, poor Neville. Yeah, I, really I know it'll kill me if I say this out loud, but I don't like Matt Lewis as Neville. He he doesn't fit for me as all as Neville, so I always have trouble connecting with him in the movies because yeah. he just doesn't fit for me. I always think he... You know why? Because we follow them for so many movies, and we've seen him become more self-confident. We've seen him become 
stronger and he, he we saw him being you know this dopey pathetic kid in the first one and I just want to point out here that Hermione is, is so emotionally traumatized by this class she's now unable to speak <laughs> <laughs> but her eyebrows still work her eyebrows are still fully functional I like it when she doesn't speak though me too yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know the I, they have yes, it's an improvement over her speaking oh this absolutely breaks my heart oh, wouldn't it be horrible if Moody missed and hit Hermione <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that would not actually be horrible. They'd all be dead by the end of the book, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I thought that was a great. There's like one. Per, there's only one who survived it. And he's sitting in this room. Look at all yeah. that hair gel in Harry's hair. All right, mm. this is way overdone, Glad though. I mean, we it. get it. He, he, we get the polyjuice, but it's like this is. They really hit you over the head with the polyjuice in this movie. You know what? It's hey, like it's thirsty. Well, no, it's like okay, we get the fact that. So much of the movie is built around the fact that the fans get it, so you're throwing in little moments for the fans. And I just never knew they taught defense against the dark arts up in Trelawney's Tower, but whatever. But um, Actually, they did that really a lot in Order of the Phoenix. It's just full of little nods to fandom. Yeah, which is good, but you don't... Like, you can just show him, you know, passively throughout the book, you know, taking, you know, drinks, and that's fine. But it's like he's like... He stops in the middle of a, you know, close-up to take, like, a gulp. <laughs> it was like See- two... See, I would argue that it, that's not for the fans. I would argue that is for the person People who's seen the movie for the movie and who haven't read the books. Because right. otherwise, at the end of the movie, all of a sudden, it gets revealed that um, Alastair Moody or the imposter is Barty Crouch Jr. And you're thinking to yourself, well, how in the heck did well, that happen? But no, but people like I like that little visual display there on the stained glass I thought window. That was great. But people the like sheer me, people window. But people like me who didn't know how the sixth sense was in the end before I saw it, went back and watched it a second time and called all the little moments that fooled me the first time. So you can watch this movie and be like, huh? And then you can watch it again and be like, oh, he takes a drink, you know, at the Yule Ball and he takes a drink in the Great Hall. But it's, like, what I'm saying is it was just so, it was so, it was like he looked at the camera, took the drink, winked, and then went back to the scene. It was just, I thought it was too overdone. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> I like oh Ron right there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Ron. in the background reading his book. Oh, I swear, all those boys should walk around with their sweaters rolled up all the time. And I'm so dropping off my I'm not even... I'm just hoping about an exposed forum under a sweater of sweater vest, but I cannot. Cannot get enough. You heard that there are, you know, gentlemen in Parfic Weekly, Lady G is turned on by sweater vests. I am! <laughs> she you really needs to read utter rubbish, because the tagline of that fic is, Nothing says sex like sweater vest. For those of you looking for that, Mr. Rogers, in your life. I love twins on either side of Hermione. She's living my dream. <laughs> yeah, except for that whole, you know, bad acting and eyebrows thing. But yeah, that's definitely I, not a part of my dream. I will give her this. I love the moment that's about to come up. I love how they, they twist their arms like it's a wedding toast as they drink their little potions. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. They're just like, I can't wait for them to get their moment in Deathly Hallows. If they don't get their moment in Deathly Hallows, well, the first one where George gets his ear cut off, and then the next one... <laughs> he when, calls himself holy, I know. Yeah, it, it, like, and they make I like them. All those you know years I mean? we had re- we had to prepare for a moment like this, and the best you can come up with is holy. Now I heard the story where Newell jumped on the ground with them and showed them how to fight and like injure themselves. Yes, like that's a, that's fine. I mean, I was just about to bring that up. It's like Newell can direct a good movie, but I am not convinced he can direct a good Harry Potter. Whoa, movie. is she reading? It just for a minute looked like Hermione was reading Prisoner of Azkaban. Are you serious? It looked like it. She probably wasn't, but probably. it looked cool. 
And here is Victor Crumb walking with his I am a badass walk. And I love how it's like this big momentous moment, but like he's literally, I think, the only person from his school to enter the race. So. Yeah, me too. And we're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Hermo Ninny. Yeah. I don't like that they don't they don't put that in this movie. That would make me giggle. So well, they don't need that. They've been pronouncing her name for four movies. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, there's a Shakespeare play called The Winter's Tale in which there's a character named Hermione, and we were reading it in a class once, and there was this one girl who just kept mispronouncing the name. And so we had to um, we had this assignment where we had to write like a question or something and hand it out to everyone in the class. Lighting. There were only six people. And so I put that little passage from Goblet of Fire where she's teaching Crumb how to pronounce her name. I stuck it on the end of the paper, and she just looked at me like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Note to Dumbledore, if you have to use one of your hands at all times to keep your robes from under your feet, get shorter robes. <laughs> Ooh, frightening Dumbledore. Yep, Dumbledore, I'm sorry, was just frightened by a bright light. He's a, now, like, the, my annoyance with Dumbledore, you're going to see in a few moments, it's after... It's when he throws Harry. No, it's yeah. before he throws Harry. It's, I forget who the last person, well, it's going to be the person after this one, it's... Cedric is after this, right? After Fleur. Fleur. Or it's after Fleur. Cedric. He like does Harry. the like lapel grab and talks Ugh. about oh, you know God. eternal glory and blah blah. Yeah. Bite. Me. Ugh. He calls. He called Never. it Bo Batten. Ugh. Bo Batten. Ugh. Oh yeah. Ugh. Like, Ugh. I was remember I couldn't bring himself to say Bo Batten. Like, yeah. Go Hufflepuff. You, you think you, you would think they could teach him a little French accent? Okay, yeah. so it's, for right, Bo it's, Bo it's right here. I mean, it's like. It's Cedric fangirls. Here, here we go. It's like the lapel grab, and he's like just it's 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 and it's you know why? Because we didn't get enough of the Great Hall scene earlier. Oh dear, alliteration! Please stop. No, really. Like the last movie was fine. Like Dumbledore at the end. The up end. Snape knows something's wrong. Everyone knows something's yeah. wrong. No, it's like the except for Dumbledore, cause he's an idiot. <laughs> and it's very bright well, and he's yeah, afraid. Movie. Oh god. Oh god, it's huge. Oh god. <laughs> well no, in the last movie, it's like we finished we did it. Did what? Good night. Dun dum dun dum dun dum. That is not the same man who would monologue for twenty seven minutes. <laughs> and here's his old manness. Doesn't he seem like like an infirm old man wearing diapers trying to find his grandson in the supermarket? He does. He reminds me of somebody at the nursing home. Look at Harry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Nope. Come on, Andrew. All right. Look at Ron. Now watch Ron actually become possessed by the dark side right before our eyes. It's amazing. Yeah, he's he's uh his Jedi his Jedi powers are you know. Angst, 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 angst. I am gonna say. Yeah, you might want to put the fire out, Dumbledore, before you hand it to him. All right, now here's. Now, I'm going to be very gracious at this moment. I am going to assume that in my anger, in my grumpy pants, I have I have made the trophy case into such a big deal that when you actually watch it, it's not that bad. So I am going to assume... No, it's that bad. It's nope, not that nope, bad. nope, nope, Melinda, Melinda, we will not have any of that Hufflepuff anger present. <laughs> we are going to assume it can't hey, be that. my Harry we're talking about here. Right. It's bad. We're gonna, well, yeah. I'm going to assume. Now, I do recognize 
you know, and I do want to just point to that because we might have some anger coming up. I do love the moment <laughs> where Madame Maxine knocks the chandelier into next Thursday. I do appreciate that moment. That's how all three of them Hold on, hold for- on, running, grabbing his blouse, grabbing his blouse. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> ready, ready, shaking baby syndrome. Oh, in three, God. There we go. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. How is it? I forgot the finger oh, wave. God. I actually forgot the finger wave right in his face. Yeah, is not Dumbledore. I don't like seeing Harry afraid of Dumbledore. Harry's not supposed to be afraid of Dumbledore. Yeah, you know what? You get a con child on family services. Been, this man wasn't. should not be in charge of children. Okay, it was bad. It was bad. That's uh, a great line by Moody right there, though. I mean, if you think that about it, Harry really different. should have been... Of all the people in the book, Harry should have been more afraid of Dumbledore than he was. In the end... All right, what the hell is up with this? You have Dumbledore, who's the strongest wizard in the world, and you're taking direction from the homeless bum that they found in the soundstage parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks like like his genitals were shoved into an electric socket before every scene. Why? <laughs> oh, dear. Ooh, dramatic look. Now, I do love... I think it's the scene, just for Maggie. Is it the scene, or is it the next scene? I think it's this one. I love Maggie Smith. I forget if it's... Yeah, it's this I one. Love I, I love Maggie Smith. I love Maggie Smith. The hell with Bonte! <laughs> she sounds like a 40-year chain smoker in that. I love it. Probably I just, I just... was. Old Scottish bird. Okay, this scene was not in the books. No, but... it wasn't. But I can see Minerva doing something like I this. I really this. can yeah. see her being this way behind, I agree. you know, close to us. Yeah, the thing I just love about McGonagall is once you get past that whole strict transfiguration teacher thing, she's really such a softy. She is, but she's yeah, such she an is. awesome yeah. character. It's like she's, she's just great. Umbra- she's great. I just, I just love McGonagall. She's, she's one of my three favorites. She is. You know? She doesn't have much time, but she was really good with what she did have. Oh, she was awesome. Oh, and she's one of the like. It's it's nice to see her like be a figure for like a you know a, a almost motherly figure for Harry. So. That's what I liked about Deathly Hallows. Oh, painful thought extraction. I like that there were dumb, where McGonagall just kind of marches out. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's so not his handwriting. I was going to say, do the Dumbledore think of doing a fingerprint analysis? <laughs> Clearly not. This is not CSI Harry Potter. That'd be unfortunately. Great. <laughs> it's a Harry Ron fight. I need to actually uh, mock Danielle later, because I think she and Harry Potter have the same pajamas. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, Ryan, being that Danielle steals her pajamas from you, just well, saying. Well, that, yeah. that is true. That is true. <laughs> that warming thing in the middle of the room is pretty cool. Oh, God. Now he's got Harry saying eternal glory. What the hell is up with that stupid old man? <laughs> Damn you, Steve Cloves. Hold on, Ron's in uh, react very uh, irrationally. Well, you know what? This is he, Rupert. No, Rupert does a great job of of piss. I mean, this is canon. This is like that's. I thought that was great right there. I mean, you know why? Because it's like Ooh, we're talking about Jen. This is this is like the little, little little microcosm to what will happen in Deathly Hallows. Right. Yeah. Oh, poor angsty Ron. 
And poor Ron. Oh Ron doesn't deserve any poor Ron in that scene. Well, oh, he no, looks go, go Rupert. I mean, Ron's a jackass, but go Rupert. Exactly. Yes. yes. Has anyone here seen a British series called Black Adder? <laughs> no. It is the actor who plays uh, Mr. Bean. And it's like, it's, say it's like a five season show. Each season takes place, like say, like in the in like the the first one takes place in the Middle Ages, and he, and, and and you know, Mr. Bean's character plays you know the king. And then in the second season, it's two hundred years later, and he plays his great grandson, who is now like you know a low lower person on the totem pole. And then each season, it shows his he plays his own descendant, and you see how he like goes down every generation to by the end he's just like you know a regular everyday person and he has like the same friends and he it's the guy from house that the lead character from house is in it for a while and she actually plays um miranda richardson plays the queen so i've been watching her um in some other roles and, <laughs> and they're all it's all kind of like how the does same she character. know about the whole broom cupboard story though I Clearly, she's been reading a lot of fanfic. <laughs> she has. Well, that's the thing. It's like when you read fanfic, you can never remember how much. Like if Ron knows that, or if Hermione knows that. No, you really don't know at all. Who, if actually, any of you Actually, I have never had that problem. I never confuse fanfic with canon. No, I can't even remember in canon when Harry told Ron and Hermione about the prophecy. Um, right away at the beginning of half. At the beginning of yeah. Right after yeah. Dumbledore told him to. Okay. I like how Harry keeps reminding her of his age because that—that's a very with a kid. That's a very big thing. Like even the fourteen and a half, if he's there, you know that the, the half even is a big deal with kids. Well, Harry like, doesn't seem like he's like that. I'm like you know thirteen and three quarters kind of kid. He just seems like he's like you're a freaking doofus and you got my age wrong again, you bitch. You're calling like yeah. 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 Now, does anyone else picking up on some? I love this line. I love this. He's like, well, there's dead, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 my, my eyes are glistening with the ghosts of my past. Okay, who else thinks that she was undressing him with her eyes right there? Show of hands. Anyone else? She, there's a little yeah, flirtation going on right there. Yeah. Other time, make the season must be changing. Mm-hmm. I thought Hedwig series is. I never really considered the amount of shit that would be in the Owlry. <laughs> there is quite a bit of rather odious waste product. This is true. Yeah. I do love the end of this. Uh, I do I love, love the form centers. I had too much fun this weekend. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have a groundskeeper. You'd think they'd attempt to keep this place clean. Well, Filch apparently couldn't walk down the Great Hall without, you know, his pacemaker going off, so I don't think he could make it all the way up to... <laughs> make it up the steps of the alley and scrub the shit. Uh, I love the Gryffindor commoner. So the pictures Yay. in the walls are actually the held up by the... Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're not moving. Maybe they're asleep. And it still says he's twelve. Isn't that kind of an isn't that kind of an ode to uh the original title of Goblet of Fire, which I believe J.K. Rowling said was going to be Harry Potter and the uh Triwizard Triwizard Tournament? Or is like uh Tournament of Some I forget what like Tournament of Something. 
Yeah, it, it was. I think it was Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament. Wait, wait, we're ready to see Sirius Black, and by Sirius Black, I mean flaming, smoldering what the ash. Hell could they possibly have been thinking? <laughs> they weren't. Like the only way I can describe this is he's he's sitting somewhere, literally shoving his head into coals. I mean, I don't. Well, see it, looks, it looks like a bad acid dream. Is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but on a cool note, he does get to spit fire. Like I even had to check to see if they couldn't get Gary Oldman back for this one, and that was why they had uh, to do it. I mean, oh dear, this is just awful. It's almost like the effects team said, let's do something that could potentially get us an Academy Award. They were unsuccessful. Yeah, and this is what they <laughs> came up with? Yeah. Was, they were, I, I believe they were nominated, but then they like didn't get it. No, oh, thank God. You got Gary Oldman, and this is what you do with them? Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Could you imagine? Could you? Well, then you, you wonder why you had all these problems getting him back for book five, for movie five. It's like... <laughs> Did they have problems getting him back from movie? Well, yeah, his director made a stink, or his um, agent made a stink about wanting more money. It was part of the negotiation. Uh, well, that's because they knew how big Sirius was in that one. Yeah. Right. Harry's He's literally got like. All right, hold on. Harry's acting. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just pause our commentary when Dan Redcliffe acts. <laughs> 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 well, no, I, I have my vo- I have my volume very low right now, so I'm, all I'm doing is watching Dan Rack. Um, I can't hear serious, and all I'm watching is Dan Radcliffe go from bad to worse. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> my, what brilliant green eyes he has! I forget who pointed this out, but check out Ron's pants. It's like he's got the pants that are like they're really short. Yeah, yeah. really short. Aww. Yeah. Okay, it's really bugging me that the portraits aren't moving. That was, um, was that Chamber of Secrets? They had the same problem? What? A with short of... pants or moving portraits? No, the portraits weren't moving. Um, but I, I missed the scene with the throwing the thing and hitting him, and now you've got a scar. I, I like that scene. Yeah. Dum, da, dum, dum. Oh, look, it's himself Ooh, in flames. <laughs> yay, metaf- yay, metaphor. I just love how they hit us over the head of this kind of stuff in these movies. Yeah, okay, yeah. now now the fact that they wrote Dobby out while that would annoy me usually the fact that they gave his part to Neville and gave Neville some more legs, I have no problem with. Yeah, right. but then but then it gives you problems when considering Dobby for Deathly Hollows. Oh yeah, that, okay. you're going to have a big problem with that. I mean, you're going to have yeah. to do something with Unless they're going to kill Neville. And then oh, give, not for no, ooh, give kill Neville. Hear me out. Kill Neville and have Nigel kill Nagini. So ah. there you go. <laughs> All right, now I have a kill question. Nigel because he's no, really calling crazy. All right, now I have a question. Now they're not even going to have Dobby. They're going to have Creature do the whole thing. Ugh. They're not going to have two house elves. Ugh. God All right, now this scene just annoys the ever living crap out of me. But what the hell do they have Bonnie dressed like? Like Ginny is not no Ginny is not you know a homeless woman. I mean Jimmy Ginny has some style to her. I mean this is when Ginny's supposed to be kind of coming out. And, well, she's thirteen, but you know she's kind of supposed to be under the yeah, radar. Doing the whole easily poor thing. Before she well, like, starts opening her mouth and like talking like a person around him. Yeah. yeah. Also, can I just say, coming from someone who wears only skirts, it can get kind of cold in the winter. Sometimes you need to wear tights underneath. Just saying. No, I'm just saying the whole... It wasn't the fact that she was... It was the entire ensemble. 
that just was not working for yeah, me. Yeah, she didn't really match. The jacket was kind of ratty. Yeah, the jacket yeah. was. Hey, speaking of ensembles, good God, that flower is hideous. I just have to point it's out, huge. I love the fact that I, I do, I, you know, we, 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 here's the thing. I mean, we're all cranky tonight, and this is, you know, at least Richie and I, it's our least favorite movie, but you have to yeah. give Dan Radcliffe, you know, some kudos for what he's about to do when he spots the two grown-ups kissing. Run away? No, it's the facial expressions. I'm giving him full oh. kudos for the facial expressions. Hey, it's a hollow. <laughs> we could have used you. Yeah. Hold on, watch for it. Aww. Right there. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. You sounded so exhilarated. <laughs> Yeah, we saw Bill and Charlie in the last movie from the newspaper. I'm not sure if you squint on the forward right, you'll see Charlie again. In a towel? Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, Julia, Why the hell not? Hey, Julia, it's, it's Harry Potter's disembodied head. <gasps> Yay! I can't hear you. Yeah, like this is like, and this has been talked to death. But the fact that they changed the character, like the, the like the portrayal of Ron here, so that Ron knew what was going to happen and still didn't like forget the fight and warn Harry. That still does. I know. Because you don't need to change anything. You could just yeah, have Ron was that bad. Yeah, you could. Have... Uh, but yeah, but don't forget. Bad. As it turns out, Ron told someone who told someone else who told someone that somebody was looking for him that's and like so therefore out, no that's like finding out that you're you know you're you're having a fight with your best friend and then you look out your window at, the, at your best friend's house and see that you know someone's breaking into their back window you don't like you know forget everything call the police and charge over to save them that's like saying you call your friend and ask them to call the police because you're too pissed off <laughs> to do it yourself like it's <laughs> it's like it's uh, oh dear yeah. hey look it's lots of hufflepuffs with yeah, their, with their leader. Isn't they acting very unhuffle, puff? He actually if. has Emma Watson's eyebrows. <laughs> well, they don't move as much. It's a great shot right there. Oh, that is pretty cool. I think the boys act, uh, thought that you know Emma was getting all of her all the attention because of her acting ability. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> They missed the part where she got boobs and all of a sudden everybody noticed her. Yeah, she might want to talk a little bit closer to the uh, phone. We're kind of losing your voice there. Oh, okay. There you go. Is this better? Yeah, much better. Better. I was icing a set of minerals. It's dreams of Harry sitting in a tree. And I don't really mean to rip off the the, the, uh, the podcast commentary here, because they did have the idea first, but what the freaking hell is up with everybody being in trees in this movie? (laughs) Clearly, they were only doing that so that I could have the opportunity to sing. Well, there you go. Yeah. Actually, it was so hilarious. At Phoenix Rising, they should have moved in. If there is a tree within distance and they're able to get in it, they will. There you go. Exactly. 
I do Yay. like I do love him with I do love Brendan Gleeson and Maggie Smith going out of here. Yeah. <laughs> is that a student? <laughs> Technically it's a ferret. <laughs> oh, and Crab's pants have come into it. <laughs> See look, he, he's he, Goyle's waving his arms. <laughs> In Crab's pants. <laughs> You know what's funny is originally uh, Tom Felton on his uh, fan, his website alluded to the fact that he would be naked during that part when he was running away. Aww. Which made all the fangirls quite happy, but obviously uh, Warner Brothers uh, <laughs> decided not to do it. Great line here. Thank God. <laughs> That'd be great if she, like, tapped him on the nose. Like, the... like a little kid in the golden. Could you imagine if she, like, tapped him with, with like, her wand on the nose or something? <laughs> <laughs> what a mature way to handle the situation. Okay, now he's like uh, pronounced limp. But moments ago, he like threw the cane behind him, was chasing him around. Or uh, reflexes. Yeah. Can I just say how creepy it was to see um, the Malfoys in this movie? Because a couple at the Yule Ball, there was this these two people dressed as Lucius and Draco, and if you like, if you've ever seen them, you like you'll know exactly who I mean. But they look exactly like Lucius and Draco, and it's kind of creepy. But it's very cool. And so see, like it's like I just saw them like in Boston two days ago. Now they're on a movie, and that's kind of weird. I just want to say too, I love the fact that they um, they've kept the same office for what four of the five movies. They, this this wasn't um, the classroom in the first movie, but I, it's like you get to see every professor put their own spin on the office. And if you actually watch um, movies, office here is almost set up kind of like like the swamp was back on Mash. It's very um, wartime. It's very minimalist. Yeah. Cool. He's very much a uh, you, you gotta get the old warrior feel from him Even though, you know, he's not technically You know, Alex yeah. Moody Yeah Well, you know, he's an aura Well, for the sake of Well, I mean, for the sake of canon though, I mean, Joe didn't really differentiate This Moody with um, The real Moody too much I mean, she pretty much said, this is it This is who Moody is Then when you meet him, it's just like the Fake right. version was so. I mean, for literary purposes, this so, is Harry. Yeah, Moody. he had to to act the way the real Moody would act in order to pull it off. So right. yeah, so, right. well, yeah, because because Dumbledore knew Moody, so he would obviously know if Moody was acting out of character. He knew right. Moody very well. Yeah, exactly. And it was just it was the tip off that tipped him off was when he um brought Harry out of Dumbledore's sight. So you have to be very careful with these things. <laughs> I love the music. He's still right? to our preserve Azkaban Harry, who loves to play with his wand under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> if worst case scenario, mm-hmm. I just love how he's going to use one phallic symbol to uh, summon another phallic symbol. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. All right, can I just point out the stupidity of this? You're sur- you're putting your students in wooden bleachers. To watch a fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> Actually, Ryan, it's four fire-breathing dragons. Like, like I mean, I, it's hard to believe we're the inflammatory charms on the wood or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's hard to believe we're the same race that built the Titanic. I don't know. <laughs> it's magic. I love this scene. I'm sorry, I just do. I kind of hate it because it 
you have no idea how badly the Harmonians beat me up about this scene. You know, it's actually funny. I'm watching this oh, yeah. with the sound so low. It's kind of like I can imagine, like, filling your own story. And I'm just picturing it without the words there, what the standard audience would have thought that was about. You don't have subtitles on? I don't. I actually lost my remote that <laughs> controls the subtitles and forgot to put them on. Gotcha. Wasn't it like that's the one line they gave him in the movie just so they could... Probably. No, it is. There, there was a specific reason they gave him that one line because he actually has no other lines in this movie. Right. Yeah. He's just, he's sort of a. I do like Gambin right here when he notices Hermione. Mm. If you could shut up monologuing for a minute. <laughs> Nothing gets by this man. It's hard to believe he won an entire war. <laughs> hey, he he crashed oh. this entire elaborate plan, yet he doesn't notice Ooh. one person in a room. Ooh, homeless guy. Homeless guy has one brilliant moment right here when he gives the dragon out. Yes! Ooh, I love that. Ooh. That is awesome. Her hair is Aww, terrified Fleur. That's <laughs> 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 pretty much the one moment you got. It's hard to believe these are all color coordinated. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, stumbled or a looking pensive. Yep. The Hungarian Horntail, the nastiest one of them all. And Harry gets him. Of course. Yeah. Fleur pretty much, we've determined, sucks in this movie as a champion. Yeah, yeah they yeah. made her awful. She was God. Like, she was like a quota. Like, <laughs> there's no other reasonable explanation for her. It's like, oh, we, we lacked a woman. Let's just throw her in there and then we'll make her a sissy. Sound good? No, in the Great. book? Was she even was that she... bad in the book? No. no. She wasn't... I mean, she wasn't the best, but she wasn't that bad. Oh, look, Philip set off the sprinkler system. She witch. Yeah. You know, that's actually how the original globe burned down. They were they, they had, like, set off a cannon in Henry V, and the theater caught fire. I just thought I'd throw that in there. And this time we just have Filch. Yeah. Hold on, wait for some exposition. Thank you, dumbass. <laughs> I'm a very bitter man. <laughs> Ryan, no more bad cheese for you. Alright. Harry, Harry, Harry. It's funny how Cedric gets Diggory and Harry gets Terry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. You could. Potter is chantable. Yeah, Potter, Potter is more chantable than Harry. Right. Yeah, I agree. He's got a better rhythm. Alright, now. In Prisoner, there were certain scenes that they added and that they extended. Which hey, there's Cornelius Fudge making his one appearance in the movie. No, he was earlier. He was at the. Uh, he was at the Triwizard Cup. No, what the hell am I talking about? He was at the Quidditch World Cup. All right, now here's the thing. Okay, earlier. Okay, there's certain movies, parts of the movies where I think they're better than the book because they need to be to to convey on film. I thought they added parts. To prisoner at the end, which made it a you know a better, more action-packed movie. So I can get that you you need to add a little bit to this scene, you know, just to make it more you know scary. This is the scene that never ends, though. No, it's like yeah, too I really much. This I was just ridiculous. You've got to remember, a lot of the, the the people who go to this movie are 
kid ages, and I know I can say from, from my kids, this is the scene. They will watch this one scene over and over to the point that, I, just I mean, he loves Happy Harry Potter, gets sick of it. It's just nonstop. They'll play it, turn it back and start, and it's just the scene over and over and over and over. They love it. I'm going to be a 14-year-old guy right now and just go, ha-ha, Emma screamed, Harry, you're wand, you're wand. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh dear. Yeah, no, I completely get that. I mean, you're you're marketing towards different audiences. I mean, I'm not going to say that the the the, the writers or the the either producers or anyone, you know, you know, produce a movie which is bad marketing wise. I mean, these movies have made over a billion dollars. I mean, that's not you know the question. But I love how he like wins there, and Malfoy's like, oh. But you know, it's like this is like kind of like the scene in Chamber when Harry almost falls out of the car because they needed an action scene. Like, it's a little over... It's too over the top. Although I do love this point here where McGonagall has to, you know, pick herself up off the ground. Pick herself up off the ground. No, and here's the thing. You, you would have to assume if the damn thing got away and was chasing Harry, someone might get off their damn asses and go yeah, help yeah, him. You know, seriously. Here. You should see Dumbledore on a broom, and you should see, like, you know, the rescue. They had 30 dragon keepers. And what are they all doing? Staring at Charlie broom. Weasley in his towel. Watching and, a 14-year-old try to escape an angry dragon. Yeah. That's exactly it. You had 30 uh, dragon riders, one broom, Harry summons it, and they're all standing there like, crap. Oh, no, he's <laughs> falling off the roof. Angst, angst, angst. <laughs> all right, Dumbledore's office doesn't have to be completely reshingled now. I mean, that's just... That's yeah, no true. How are they going to reshingle that, though? That would be a bitch. Magic. Magic. <laughs> Is his yeah. office on Gryffindor Tower? No, he has his own tower. I thought he was kind of like a little addendum on someone's tower there. No, he has his own tower. Although, I think McGonagall sleeps very near Gryffindor Tower. Well, I'm sure. Maybe she yeah. sleeps. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I would argue that she could have slept in, you know, close to Dumbledore, but apparently that's been... Yeah, not so much out. of that anymore. Did Harry well, actually consider, like, kicking out the glass and going through the damn window? Just throwing that out there. Nah, that would have been way too smart. Yeah. But we still gotta get the egg. Oh, I forgot about it. Well, you can walk down the damn stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, anticlimactic. Oh, right? oh yeah, the wizard. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Oh, uh, thank God for that broom. <laughs> yeah, Harry. I, uh, it's either at the beginning of this movie or at the end with the credits. My, my, my middle son, the one who can, who has trouble with the reading. But he picked up this one line at the end that says no no actual dragons were harmed during the filming of this movie. Oh, shoot. Because <laughs> <laughs> here I was concerned that actually dragons were <laughs> No, no, like, this is the part. It's like nobody, like, thought he could die. Like, no one thought, holy crap, time out. Well, I mean, they mentioned in the books, of course, that Wizards has died in this tournament. They don't really mention that in the movies until, yeah. you know, at this point when you realize, like, how bad the situation is. Uh, oh, dear Emma. Uh, oh, Harry's, like, literally out of gas. <laughs> 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 I think this is a great moment right here. Like, a great transition. It's great directing. My one thing is, that's not really... Harry. Harry wouldn't be the type who says, should I open it? 
Should I open it? Yeah, like, he wouldn't be enjoying all. all that tension the at Fal- him. The Phelps twins. I keep calling them the Phelps twins. You know, Fred and George absolutely would. Right. Not so much Harry. Yeah, duh. Ugh. I do appreciate hey, look, the fact that they r- drop him on his ass right now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> great parents. The kid was crying. <laughs> what did you do? I dropped him. Dum, dum, dum. Ooh. The portraits are moving. Thank God. Well, at least Emma's not crying anymore. At least we got past that. Oh, just give her a minute. For now. (laughs) (laughs) Feel the Hermione love going on here. (laughs) Oh, dear. I thought I see one of the kids in the background with, like, a Hogwarts uh, crest hoodie from Hot Topic. Yes. Seamus was one of those later on, too. I love Harry right here. He's like, what was your plan? (laughs) Harry's like, uh, Ron? (laughs) It's like, you know, for someone who's so good at strategy, you really suck at this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Completely mental. (laughs) I will give Rupert Rupert credit here. I far prefer this kid. Oh, God, they're going to tell me. I far prefer this this Ron to the... (laughs) What's going on, Ron? Yeah, me too. Yeah. That'd be great if there was just like a tile guy hanging on It would be a bitch tree shingle. Look at that. Yeah, seriously. I'm imagining like a tile guy just hanging onto the side in that shot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, it's the both in Ravenclaw Patel twins. No, they're both in Gryffindor. Gryffindor. And by Ravenclaw, I meant Gryffindor. (laughs) <laughs> you were damn close on that one. Okay, so guys, 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 guys. First girl crush. Who's done that? I've show of hands. Come on, come on. I you actually had liquid come out your mouth. No, I did the call the girl and to ask her out, get her family answering machine. Go to leave a message as my mother picks up the extension to yell at me on the phone that I haven't cleaned my room yet. <laughs> Back before voicemail, kids. You couldn't cancel the message and try again. The entire argument kept going. And then you hang up the phone, and she tries to dial on the answer. Okay, we're going to get off of that. Hey, look, it's Ron's butler. (laughs) It's Nigel. I love Emma. She's like, Ron, would you like to introduce us to your friend? (laughs) Oh, Harry's just like sitting there awkwardly going, what the hell? Her eyebrows are having a whole conversation (laughs) with the room. Okay, this is like for for Chi. When you say that Bonnie doesn't have the chops to to play Ginny, I I, I love Bonnie in the scene right now where he's like Ginny. I'm not the one that hates yeah. Bonnie. I, I'm always defending Bonnie. It's Julia that does not like Bonnie. Oh, I you know I don't like Bonnie. Well, hold on, but let's watch. Could have been worse. <laughs> I think Bonnie will do fine. Once they give Bonnie legs to stand on, she will be fine. I hope so. It's just like Rupert, you have to give her. You have to give her something to work with. <laughs> oh, this is. You know what? I love the fact that they added this scene in. I'm sorry, this scene just. I do me. too. I love this scene. I, I love. love McG- can you picture McGonagall giving the sex talk? 
I think I read that in fanfic once. I think I would love to read that in fanfic. I would pretend I didn't know just to have her sit down and explain I'll it. I'll try to find it for you. It was in one of the big ones. Something about practical application of the method. All right, I know this is weird for commentary, but everyone oh, shut, okay. everyone shut up and watch. Everyone shut up. We're watching. Wait, what? We're on a podcast and you're telling us to shut up. There you go. I love the well... Hold on. <laughs> Paul? Okay, damn. Ryan, read it. If you want to hear me go giving the sex talk. And I'm not shutting up. Ha, 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 ha. Go for it. <laughs> it, it was Carpe Diem? Okay. Oh, it no, was Carpe Diem. I knew it was one I of those I remember people. that. Six no, but she knew... Yeah, but she oh. knew the whole time. I remember that. She knew the whole time, the thing. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this for those like the opera. This is what they are missing in the beginning. Like you know, just by going by, ooh, look at the great special effects we have, and look at this great you know football match and all this crap. I mean, they miss Uh, the character moments like this. I'm sorry, we were doing so well until McGonagall started talking about a swan bursting the flight. Maybe this is the sex talk. Must be. Look at Harry's face. Look at Harry's face. <laughs> what, what, what was the line? Well ordered frivolity or well disciplined frivolity? I missed it. Well managed frivolity. Well managed frivolity. Yeah, like this is the mo- this is the stuff they needed in the beginning of the movie. This is great. <laughs> Mr. Filch, if you Filch was like scared by the music when the turn down. <laughs> You know, Julia is a huge fan of After the End when they were going off on your uh, girl right there a moment ago. Were you a little upset at Louise Mansion? I was a little upset. I love Eloise. She's awesome. And her I, nose is... Sorry, I love this. Melinda, how can you not <laughs> think this kid has balls? Come on. What? <laughs> look at look at Neville. Come on. Neville. I, I, it's not... It's Matt Lewis. I just don't... I'm sorry. I, he doesn't do it for well, me. He does have the Dracula teeth. I mean, you can't... I mean. Yeah. yeah, I think well, Matt Lewis... That, I think Matt Lewis was... Okay. He was pretty good as in Philosopher's Stone. But then he grew up and stopped being like round faced and, you know, like puny. Well, I mean, he's just not, not at all how I picture Neville. I would have loved a one shot right there where he writes a note to. It's like, dear Grand, send shoes, love Neville. <laughs> <laughs> was it me? Were those Hufflepuffs by practicing dancing? Must or have been. Just, yeah. Alright, now, is it true... I can't think of the actress who plays Maxine, but is it true that during either the casting or during one of the run-throughs, she ad-libbed the part about eating out of Hagrid's beard? I don't know. I don't know. I I believe she did. Yeah, she definitely check her out in Love Actually. She does a great job. I'll try. I I just... uh, Mike sent it to me for Christmas. Or Hanukkah. Yay! Whatever. (laughs) He sent me that one, and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. So oh, thank like, God you told me that. I was going to buy it for you. <laughs> really? You were going to buy Mr. Smith goes to Washington? No, I was going to buy you love, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right, show of hands. Oh. Who thinks you're on a soundstage? Come on, come on. Me. <laughs> I love the Painted Mountain. It's my favorite part. <laughs> is it me, or does Crumb look nothing like Canon Crumb? Well, Canon Crumb, he's kind of dorky, isn't he? Right. Well, no, like, Canon Crumb. Oh, oh fangirls. I mean, I love he's supposed to have, like, uh, hair. I don't know. What's up with this? This is why well, I like when Rickman keeps hitting them. I think it's funny. No, I think he needed to take their heads and knock them together. I don't care. Like, you show people, you know, like, 
they, they like took blood from Harry and is what Laura Mallory would characterize as a you know grisly blood sacrifice. They could have knocked their heads together and not lost the rating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what is this? It's not study hall, but it can't be potions class because it must be study hall. Like, what else could it possibly be? Yeah, because no, they're in the great hall all there, aren't they? All the different classes. It's got to be. They're just studying in the, lo- in the great hall for some reason. No, they pass it. In, by the way, that's the same notebook I can buy at Stables for buck ninety nine. But no, yep. they um, they no Hermione passes in her test to Snape, so it's gonna be like a group. <laughs> that's great. I just have to point out. I, I, I do. I do love the line. You're Hermione. You're a girl. Well spotted. <laughs> Oh snap! Ooh, Shunjo yeah. biscuits. Hermione, we've no, we've all noticed you've grown breasts since last year. Yeah. Did everyone see that SNL skit? <laughs> Hold on, I love Rickman yeah. right here. It's 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 the wrist movements. Yes. This is great. He should have knocked their heads together. I'm sorry. I saw the best <laughs> update I had with the wrist movements. You need to knock. Yeah. What was the goal there to give them like pain, like from, like like he gave them whiplash, like that was all he did. Like, okay. he's Snape acting like a teacher. Like, uh, all right, you needed Hedwig to fly there because now I'm confused what season it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so cute. I've done that. I don't think he got Wongo Ball with me just right. Like, that yeah. was my favorite line from the book. It's like, won't go me? Won't me. Oh, look at that view. So romantic. Oh, he's all right. Poor thing is practically hyperventilating. <laughs> well, it's the high altitude, you know. <laughs> Oh, I like Joe so better than I like Joe. It's okay because he's gonna be dead in like three months, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Now they weren't. When did they become an item, Cho and Cedric? Was it after the ball, or was it? I think it was probably right before the ball. Oh, yeah. Well, he asked her to go to the ball, so. Yeah, I didn't know if that but... was just like how he asked her and then because they played Quidditch together and then yeah I seem to remember they oh how angsty oh angsty Harry there was a cut scene right there right sigh because they were on different teams too yeah because you know he had he had a scene with Emma right there right yeah because she's right there (laughs) I love Bonnie right here <laughs> did anyone ever watch a to help a little sister? Did anyone ever watch a sitcom called um like Nurses? Like back when it was like Golden Girls, Empty Nest, Nurses. There was mm-hmm. there was a male nurse. I he I, I forget who he was. He was I think he was like a this 
I always like looking at them from behind. <laughs> <laughs> it was a male nurse who tried to ask a girl out, and he ended up getting sued for sexual harassment because he had this beautiful romantic speech planned, and all that came out was feel me. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it just reminds me of something Ron would do. Okay. The Yule Ball. The Yule Ball. Hey, I feel like I was just at the Yule Ball. Oh, wait a minute. I was. It's the oh, those are awful. Oh, poor oh, dear. Can I ask why can't he transfigure oh. something better? Isn't there a deal with that? Because he's Ron. Yes. Yeah. Didn't in the book he use like a severing charm to get rid of the lace? Yeah, he tried yeah. to get rid of the lace. Yeah, anyway, okay. ended up all frayed. I love the murder me, Harry. <laughs> I expect you was more traditional. <laughs> like right on, Tessie. Now that that's the wrong name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Ugh. Close enough. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, poor, poor guy. I will give Rupert this. He's got. I can take Rupert in this movie. Yeah. Uh huh. I love Rod's little like world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the look on McGonagall's face when she sees Ron's robes. Yes. She's kind of like tries she's to fix horrified. it and then she surrenders. <laughs> Those are dashing. Okay, you think her collar could be any higher? She's like afraid of showing off some cleavage there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> really, I told you that. <laughs> no, no, you know. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh dear! Oh who my did, God! Who did Fleur go with? Do we remember? Fleur went with Roger. Roger. Um, Roger, Roger Davies. Roger Davies. Yes. Okay. He's got a really pretty outfit on. Yeah. Now, what the hell is this moment? Is this like a special aside for the Harmonians? I don't understand. It must be. Must be. I don't know how it could be though, because Harry not paying the slightest bit of attention to her. He's looking at Joe. Well, I love how it is in the book because it's you know it, it and it was you know Victor Crumb with his date in a blue dress that Harry didn't recognize. Right. And you know yeah. what? If they didn't try and make do their best to make Emma a baby yeah. for the first four movies, her transformation this, would have been somewhat. This would have had more of an impact, but it really doesn't because I I think right. she lo- looks. She looks like she always, always does. Always look pretty, yeah. Yeah. And look at that gorgeous periwinkle dress she's wearing. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah but I guess not, Ron wouldn't have figured out she was a girl unless she was wearing pink. No, but that's the whole. I mean, we're we're asking, you know, what's going to happen when Dobby dies in book seven? It's going to be one of those moments where it's not going to mean as much to us unless they really get in there and try and fix it. I mean, what's Dumbledore's death going to mean? I mean, it means Harry won't be abused anymore. Was that Nigel? <laughs> Hold on, was that Nigel? Yeah, unless Dumbledore grabs Harry as he's going over the side of the. And pulls them with them. <laughs> There's no book seven. It's just, movies are just going to end with six at that moment. Yep. <laughs> oh, look at her. She loves it. Hi. What up? That's I, so funny. I, I Couldn't you see somebody doing something like that? I can actually think I see the tag in Flitwick's wig. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. Okay, get back to how much I hate Gambin. I mean, watch Gambin walk out with McGonagall. McGonagall seems like the girl who's been wanting to dance with this guy for 60 years, and she's so excited that everyone's going to see her with him. And Gambin's doing the whole, ah, get the hell away from me. It's time for my photo op. <laughs> with the fake little smile. It's like, uh, come it's, on. It's his gay face. Yeah. <laughs> He's gay. Give, give him a break. I'd much rather be yeah, catching with Norwich. 
And watch, watch, here comes Moody, and he's got a little ferret in his lap. Good for Ginny and uh, Neville right here. Yay! Yay! I hate that dress, I'm sorry. Ginny's dress is so ugly. Okay, can I just ask you a question? I showed this movie to my friend Karen, who hasn't read the books, and when, when Neville comes back after being out all night, like, her first reaction was, apparently, you know, Neville slept with Ginny. Like, did they, like, I, I, I don't know, it's just... Ginny no, is 13 at this point. Let's not go there. Well, I know, I know that, but I guess that's the point. It's like, in the book, and I, I haven't read the book in a while, but... No, but if you remember, like, at the end of this, when Harry and Ron and Hermione leave, the ball is still going on. They just left. Yeah, because in the book, though, he's a terrible date, Neville. Yeah, he steps all over her toes. Yeah, that was the thing. It's like, in the movie, they made... Like, they came uh, back, he's like, I've been out all night. It's like... I think they should have gotten some real wizard walkers to do this. Yeah, I, don't think awesome. Rock, I don't think Wizard Rock existed yeah, they, yet. They, I think this is kind of maybe, maybe right. Harry the Potters did. Yeah. Oh, can you dance like a hippogriff, mama, 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 mama? We saw this at rockers. we saw this at midnight in the in the theater. My friend and I actually started singing the song, and people around just were just kind of looking at us like, "What is wrong with you people?" Like the thing. Oh my leg. <laughs> 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 for Padma. For Patty gets to go dance and she has to sit there with Ron. Can we fix I've read where it's like Ron like like after like the Battle of Hogwarts, Ron is tending to be injured with Padma and he always leans over and is like, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, like Ron even remembers. I brow alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jealous one. He should be green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one did it not. <laughs> International International Magical Corporation. <sighs> Oh. Oh, yeah. What just happened? Shit. Ron's just accused her of being a slut. My power, my power just, like, went off on my computer. Welcome to Horrific Weekly. Shoot, shoot and a half. Damn it. Tell us when you get back up and we'll catch you up. Okay. I'm looking for multicolored... You'll brawl. He's way too old for you. Uh oh no! Ah, what the, what the hell's What's going up on with here? the people dancing in the entryway there? I do. I think that's a good touch in the background. The girl crying on the stairs. Yay! Get it left of the book. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what? The, uh, hang on, okay. Dad. Hey Julia, can you uh, go on mute if you're gonna do that? Yes. Oh, poor, poor Hermione. Poor Hermione. <laughs> I love the little added touch of her taking her shoes off. Oh, they always hurt. Yeah, see, there's Neville and Ginny right there, still dancing, see? No, no, it is. It's, imagine the scene when he comes back from, <laughs> I love that moment there, where she's like, where's that hand going? Imagine the next, I think it's the next scene, from someone's perspective who hasn't read the books and has no earthly idea what's going on.
here's the overused Hedwig transition. Is that Hedwig? <laughs> I don't know, it might not be a Hedwig, but it's an owl. Hey, or no, hey. it's a raven. Knock, knock, knock him on Harry's door. Yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, hi. Mmm, <sighs> this is creepastic. Just like watching the movie again. I haven't seen this in so long. I know. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've watched this since the uh, since the theater either. Will you think of moving it back so that we know from the beginning that Crouch was there? Well, it completely shifts the entire Crouch. I mean, it completely deletes everything with Winky. It it, it really just it just it retells and simplifies and streamlines, you know, the entire tale with Crouch. I mean, there's no real... I mean, that whole thing gets cut. I do think this is a great shot here, by the way. What is Ron coming <laughs> Yeah, Melinda, think of the perspective. Very middle. <laughs> yeah. I just like how he's like, people like me, you like me, you really like me. <laughs> Kind of neville's moment of that yeah. right now. Harry, <laughs> sarcastic Harry, a preview of War of the Phoenix. Harry, somebody else needs to talk. <laughs> We're all watching the movie. I'm still trying to get that, like, like think of that scene, and I just, I don't know. I think Neville comes off as such a Sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, I mean, I think it's interesting too to think of what people would think who haven't read the books. I mean, that was just my friend's perspective, and I'm like, uh, no, I don't think that happens. As I remember the book, he was. Yeah, maybe the idea that they're 13 and 14 sticks too much in my head that I just can't. You know, what actually, it's weird with me. I was actually thinking of this because I made like a similar comment in the last commentary. It's so weird with these particular characters because even though you know, however old they are when they filmed this, I keep thinking of the characters, not the actors, and I keep thinking of the characters as, like, you know, 18, 19 years old. I keep thinking of, like, you know, the, the fanfic I read. Because it was interesting. I think in one of the earlier podcasts, you we were talking about Smut, and um, well, I think it was Meg said that Harry will always be 11, but Ron will always be legal. Because it's... She always pictures, <laughs> she always pictures Ron... Because I do. Like, right now, I'm looking at these guys, but I'm thinking of them in their post-Deathly Hallows mindset, you know, in the after-the-end mindset and seventh order. It's weird. It's, like, tough to remember that they're... But they're only 14. And the All actors right. were a yeah. bit older, too. I think the actors were, what, like, 15 when they filmed this? 16? Probably. Right around yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Dan Radcliffe, I think, was 16. Rupert Grant, I think, they're was 17. Be... Rupert Grant, I think, they're was 17. They're 18 now, and they're going to be filming the sixth movie. Yeah. You know? Well, Rupert, I think, is older than Dan and Emma. Yeah. He's year older. Okay... Was that Emma and Dan were just? I keep calling them Emma and Dan. Um, Harry and Hermione were just on the the, the bridge that. Yeah, and then Cedric came and told them about to take the egg up to the prefix bath. But it looked like when he came over, it looked like they were in that little area where Moody was when he was watching. You know, like around the courtyard where they did the whole ferret scene. It looked like they had transitioned to there, so that was kind of weird. I wonder if that was just like the establishing shot, and then they filmed it elsewhere. Oh. 
don't even know why, but I was listening to um, Laura Ingram, who is a conservative talk show host. I don't know why I was even listening to her. But um, there was nothing on the radio, and I forgot my iPod that day, apparently. And she was telling the story of how she saw this movie and was aghast by what they put into a children's movie because there was a scene when they were, you know, like a ghost was trying to check out the genitals of a 12-year-old boy, and I kept screaming, 14! He's 14! Read his key number's line! I still can't believe the act- the actress from Myrtle was, like, 40. She just turned, like, 44, didn't she, the other day? And she's trying to play, uh... How old is Myrtle? 13? When she died? Yeah, 13. I, I just don't think that, uh... I, I don't see why it would be, like, so offensive, because... I don't think you pick up at it, on it as a kid. You know? Well, it's Laura Ingram. Like, it's true, it's Laura Ingram. Never mind, it's like expecting sense from Rush Limbaugh. There you go. Yeah, but they're, they're teenagers now, and that's definitely teenage humor. They get a kick out of that. Yeah. yeah. I got a kick out of it. I was... Yeah, I got a kick out of it, too. I thought it was funny. I love Myrtle coming up but right here now. this movie come out? 2004? Uh, 2005? I love how I Harry goes underwater and keeps his glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably 16 or so when this movie came out. (laughs) (laughs) When is it called the Black Lake? Isn't it always like Hogwarts Lake? Well, it's the Black Lake, the Dark Forest, the Dark Tower. I mean, it's a very depressing school. (laughs) It's in Scotland, but like... You know what, I was actually thinking this, Julia's still on uh, mute trying to fix her uh, DVD player, but whenever I picture Harry and Ron and Hermione, I'm always picturing, I think, the trio at 18 in the After the End universe. Yeah, me too. I think that's where, oh, hey, welcome back. I mean, that's, that's so I'm, I'm having a great deal of difficulty thinking that they're 13 right now. Okay, where are, yeah, time, yeah, where, uh, where are we holding time-wise in this movie? Book they're on is pretty much how the age-wise how I see them. Yeah, I, I get stuck in that weird mindset. We're at an hour 29.05. We're at the uh, library scene. So if you want to go to the okay. second task, we'll catch up. Okay. You. There you are. No, I, I see it. I'm now at 129.08. We're at 16, 17, 18, 19. Okay. You can be a few seconds behind. It won't hurt. Yeah. yeah. You can catch those details that we missed. Okay. I just... Oh, my goodness. This movie is just dragging. Did you guys picture the... Wait, where are you now? 129, 38, 39, 40. Okay. I don't need to be that Did anyone ever picture the books just, like, moving themselves around? Possibly saving, you know, Madam Pence's salary. Okay, sorry, I'm on 13019 now. Are you guys ahead of me? Behind. You're behind me? Oh, no. Shoot. Hold on. Where are you now? Neville is talking to Harry. Mm-hmm. Where are you time? One thirty oh five. Okay. Tell me when you hit 17. Right. Well, this is great. I think this really builds Neville's character. I'm glad they got him in here a little bit more, even if it was at the yeah. expense of Dobby and Winky. 17. Okay. I hated the whole Dobby and Winky storyline, so I wasn't really sorry to see that go. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with... Um, with uh, what the hell is his name? With um, homeless priest man, with 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 his plot line and just you know the whole thing with his wife. I mean that was a very in depth 
hold on. Let's check out Jenny's style. Oh, that hat is horrendous. Well, it's the hat, but at least the gloves are kind of cute. But that whole plot line got... I mean, they dumped a lot, and they really streamlined it, which, I mean, for a movie like this, that's fine, but... How come Katie was walking alone, though? She's supposed to be Little Miss Popularity on the rise Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. She's supposed to be kind of like, the, you know, like... Yeah, like like that's exactly it. She wouldn't be like the dorky kid in the in the in the dumpy looking clothing. Dan's so short. He really is. Yes, that was one of the craziest things about like seeing him on the red carpet and doing an interview with him is like he's like a midget. Like, Jen would plow him over with a lawnmower. <laughs> but if you noticed, um, in the seventh book. JKR had went back to the fact that Harry was short. It, it had kind of drifted away from it in, in Half-Blood Prince. She said, you grew a foot over the summer or whatever, but then I, I still think it has to do with Dan Radcliffe. It went back. They call him scrawny. They talk about how little he is, how the, the twins are taller than him. It's mentioned a whole bunch of times. I got a kick out of it. I yeah, think it's, them down there. it's in relation to Dan. Oh, I'm sure. I wonder how much the movies, like the actors have influenced writing of the book. Well, do you, ever notice, do you ever notice that Harry grew a foot over every summer? And so they'd run. They'd be like 14 feet tall if we actually listened to the uh, descriptions. Oh, dear. Mm, I did not picture this that way at all. <laughs> no, this is still... The web hands are a little creepy. All right. Oh, Seamus, well, with that hot I love this line. Her. I love this line. <laughs> oh crap I, my subtitles got turned off he misses the whole thing I, I was just waiting to see now available at Hot Topic next to Seamus right there yep I love how Dean like in the second book when Hagrid comes back he's like yay and now Harry jumps into the, into the water and Dean's still saying yay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Harry, I have a little wand holster on his leg. Harry has the Ryan school of finding things. I once couldn't find a church I needed to get to, and I saw a pack <laughs> of ushers walking through the downtown area, and I just followed them. Like it's like, where do you go? Just follow the freaking fish. Maybe they'll get me there. <laughs> Wait, did it work, yeah. Ryan? Yeah. Oh, good. I just uh, every time I see this scene, I'm like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? neat? <laughs> Where did you think my collection's my collection? I'm having a flashback to flashback. My, my mind just keep. Sorry. Nope. Go ahead. I'm having a flashback to um the the cartoon movie uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. <gasps> yes, bobbing along, bobbing along, at the bottom the of the beautiful boy. Angela Lansbury before she got old. What's up, Melinda? I can't get past the idea that it keeps sticking in my head. It's February, though. I mean, this has got to be cold. Didn't the gillyweed make it warmer? Well, here's the thing, Melinda. All of the women are infertile thanks to the headmaster, so it doesn't really matter if Harry's cold. a on or something. It's February in Scotland. Now, Melinda, I know they're only 13, but still, if Harry's that cold, it will cause lasting damage to be in the Oh, dear. No, obviously uh, didn't cause lasting damage. He did manage to have three kids. I know, but they all had do- like dopey names. Um, but <laughs> no, his kids had nice names. It was Ron and Hermione's kids that were. Where the hell did those come from? Albus <laughs> Severus. Think, oh, fair I point. Know, um, Rose named after after. after I I I still I think that's exactly what Harry would have done was name his kids after 
after people. I could see having two kids yeah. though, Albus and then Severus. I couldn't see combining the us and the us, but whatever. Yeah, but when yeah. is he ever going to be really called that? True. Yeah. Sure. When he when he does something bad. I mean, I don't know any of your middle names. And you, you never will. <laughs> oh, it's because you never asked. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Julia, what's your name? It's Rachel. <laughs> hey, girl. Mine is, and uh, Jane? Mine's, mine's Jane. Paul. I know I'm in trouble if I hear my full name. If <laughs> my dad calls me Katie Jane. Or, or Chi Jane is, you know. Yeah, or Chi Jane, yeah, because my father refers to me as Chi. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> a surprising number of people do, but not my Okay, father. did anyone picture that the mer people would, like, literally, like, attack Harry? Yeah, yeah, I didn't call that. I mean, that's just, I think, one of the other additional um, moments added in for scary factor. I I love this is so hairy, you know. For right. him to do this, and I, I love this moment in the books when he he's calculating the time and he's just like it's more important to save the the people than the right. It's a very hairy thing to do. How many freaking clock towers is this school? Hey, mm, many. Now, what was the deal with this? It was on the special features. Dan Radcliffe had to film, like, ten seconds of the time. Right. Because you Why? can't hold your breath underwater for so long. Right. So they made, like, this ginormous tank that's bigger than, like, God, and had him under there for, like, ten seconds at a time. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, look, Fleur lost something. I hold my breath for longer than 10 seconds, though. I don't know if I can hold my breath for longer than 10 seconds and still act. But I know yeah, that that's I can. the thing. Yeah, Dan's at like 15 seconds right there. Yeah. His fingers are back. And there go his feet. Yeah, I don't remember this from the book. <laughs> oh, no. Octuboy. <laughs> no, can anyone no, tell they're me? They're granulos, aren't they? They're granulos. They, 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 they look shockingly like octopi. Can anyone tell me what spell he does right here? Ascendio? Um, is this Ascendio? Yeah. Ascendio. He Ascendio. Can he speak? Well, kind of. apparently. Oh, that's the, that looks like the um, spell The Immobilis. Yeah. Hermione uses in Chamber with the Pixies. Yes. I, I will say though when when Harry makes it I do love Nigel's little scene with Draco. Wait, I don't remember that, so we'll comment up when it get to it. All right, Dan's now been under the water for forty-seven minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's quiet, guys. He's acting. You know what's really funny is the uh, if you were underwater that long, you would get that. What do they call that where you can't tell the bottom from the top? Um, There's a name for that effect. I know what you mean. Yeah. You get it if you get like thrown overboard in the middle of a storm. Or Hold something. on, watch um. Ooh, aggressive Dumbledore. I do enjoy the um the extraordinary moral fiber or whatever the hell the line is that the twins make fun of him with. <laughs> it, it's um equal your oh, equilibrium. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> Watch for now. 
<laughs> Emma, who almost just drowned. I love how I'm going back to using Hermione and Emma. Well, there's parts where she's definitely Hermione and parts where she's solidly Emma. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, his eyebrows! Hard to believe the Harmonians have anything. Okay, is that even Robbie Coltrane up there, or is that kind of like the tall guy from Naked Gun? I don't know. Alright, look. Yay. Yay, Cedric. <laughs> hey, so, look at look at Nigel. <laughs> hey, someone has to uh, turn down their volume. It's that's me. Oh, no problem. I'm sorry. When I had the subtitles on, and then my computer shut off, and I didn't put them back on. No, no problem. Just a little bit softer. Just How's that better? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, they really don't explain this whole. What do you think? Because you don't have the back. Because, you know, in Ch in um, Prisoner, we were all complaining, or a lot of people were complaining about the lack of the Marauders map, and the audience doesn't know what's going on, and blah, 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 blah. In this one, do you think the audience could really follow the storyline? No. At least not with Barty, Crouch, Jr., and Senior. Like, how on earth are you supposed to know that? You know, like, there's absolutely no indication of anything. Well, you could figure it out from the pensive scene and kind of piece it together but it's there, this no. scene doesn't really mean anything to you unless you but right. the whole thing like the marauders that that means something to the overall well, everything serious. everything the, the the crouch that it was his son I mean it ties all in in this story but it, in the overall arc of all the stories it doesn't mean it's anything really yeah see what I mean it's like right there it's like the drinking of the flask I mean that how it's like they do it so obviously. Yeah, and it just interrupts it sometimes. This right. is a great moment here, like little character stuff. I know it's not canon, yeah. but... Uh. I love him right here. Still a bunch of misfits. Yeah, you are. And now of course. It's Rudolph and Hermie. Aww. <laughs> I would want Hagrid to be my agent. <laughs> Me too. Hogwarts. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, they kind of uh, lose the original uh, the original scene from the novel here. Kind of gets lost, and it's like they trip over his body in the woods. Yep. Dum 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 dum. And they skipped the whole part of Snape not letting them in there too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the Patronus to be used. About in this movie, I guess they maybe only had Alan Rickman for like three days. Yeah, like watch like <laughs> Dumbledore here. He seems like very small. He seems tired. Yeah, he never really captures the Dumbledore spirit in the entire movie. <laughs> and I blame on the direction because he was so capable of doing it in, in Prisoner. What would have helped if Gambin actually read the books? I agree. Well, here's the thing. Gambin didn't read the books. No one who's ever played Dumbledore has read the books, although I think you can you, you can credit the direction and you can credit um, 
Well, I guess you just have to go with direction and just the quality of the actor. I mean, Gambon's a is a really great actor, but he's even. I, just, com- I don't understand the arrogance of not reading the book. That's yeah. what irks me. It's like, how can you ever think that you could possibly? That's not agreeing. That's like agreeing to do Gandalf and not reading Lord of the Rings. Well, no, like, it is. It's like. Okay, what do you need to know from reading the book? Like, okay, say for whatever reason you're not going to read the books. Be told by your director... What the hell is even up with this? This is a ridiculous po- point. You well, know, if it was just one single movie, you know, and, and that was made out of a book, that's one thing. But this is something that's going to continue over the course of seven different movies. Yeah, I mean, but... You right. get an idea. But who the hell didn't tell Gambin, you're going to be grandfatherly? I mean, th- like, th- like, there's no way no one could have told him that. And he's yeah. still, I mean... And how much of an idiot do you, ha- do you have to be to read the script and not from and from that alone not figure out that you're supposed to be grandfathery? I mean, seriously, you're the old guy with the white beard. What else could you possibly be? I mean, really, like, how dumb do you well, have to be? Like, Gambin has, has given interviews where he said that he is a... He, he, he portrays himself in movies. He puts a little bit of himself in all these movies. And my response is, you're not Dumbledore. Like... Right. No, that's one of my big irks with fan fiction. Sometimes with a certain character, someone will say, well, I'm basing this off a friend of mine that did so and so. So it's like, well, you know, you can base what happened to your friend, Hmm. uh, the experience they had, you can put into your fanfic, but you have to make the character act as the character would act, not as your friend acted, or it it doesn't seem like real. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, the synthesizer method of acting does tell you to put a little bit base reaction to things on yourself, but, but you still got to stay true to the character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect... Anybody else there? The Nuremberg Trials? Yeah. yeah, I can yep. see it. Yep. Nuremberg Trials right here. They're really subtle with that whole neo-Nazi thing. They are. Oh yeah, between that and the and the Death Eater KKK uniforms, I had no idea. I had to look really deep, dig deep to find that one. Well, even uh, Crouch's little mustache there makes me Yeah, think. that was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I never noticed that before. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a Hitler stash going on. He totally does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at that. Even Young Gambin monologues. Young Gambin really doesn't look any different than old Gambin. No. No. He just doesn't have a hat. Or glasses. Yeah, which doesn't, which doesn't give me any <laughs> faith that they're going to have his hair red or anything for the next one. No, because technically we saw Dumbledore drop Harry off at the doorstep, which took place after this. And he looked exactly the same in, person, in uh, Philosopher's Stone. So that's true. That's true. Okay, here's the thing. There is no way you could prove anything here except for his absolute stupidity. Okay, someone just accused your son of being a death eater. So whether you do, you deny everything. Yeah, you don't run. Yes. And no. then, and then, whatever you do, you don't go mwah ha 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 ha. Well, I think that him and uh, Bellatrix Lestrange missed the uh, "How to Be a Good Men" in one hundred and one class. Yeah. 
And look, as a very important plot line is revealed right at this moment. What is the thing with his tongue? That's something That's, that they threw in to show you that Moody is Crouch. That Moody is Crouch. Which okay. irks me, because we're not supposed to know that until the very end of the book. This is a great... I love the, the, the direction right here with Gambin kind of like a ghost. Mm. He kind of looks like he's stoned. Well, yeah. Have I mean, you ever seen somebody... That goes with us. That goes with us, saying. Well, I mean, if you've ever seen anybody that looks like they've had, like, really good weed and they're just, like, staring off into nothing... Hold on. <laughs> One small detail... That's maddening that I can't guess. Could it possibly be the thing that Julia just picked up on and that your defense against the dark arts teacher is making the same facial expressions? <laughs> Could be. How is it possible they won a war with this guy driving the bus? Because <laughs> he's dead by Magic. the time they win. Oh, that's true. Well, no, the first war. Look. Well, thank God Gambit wasn't, wasn't really there at the, the end either, right? Or the first one? Yeah, at the end of the first war. He he wasn't there when it all ended. He was more in the public relations camp. <laughs> Ooh, flashback. This is the third time I think you've seen this particular scene. <laughs> mm. And then there's creepy little baby Woldy. Pushy little baby Moldy. <laughs> Aww. Uh, Lord Moldy Short. He does look stoned. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> How much fun would this movie be? As like mushrooms or something? That would be like this scene would be. <laughs> the lighting would be quite interesting. It would almost be like Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Has anybody seen? I love uh, David Tennant. Seriously. <laughs> Such a good actor. So perfect for this role. Random hallway I've never seen before. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> subtle, guys. Real subtle. Who the hell puts the... No, seriously, they must have ripped up the set for the potions lab because he's giving class in the great hall and his potions <laughs> closet is in the middle of some random hallway. And watch it be the same broom closet in which um, Rita Skeeter interviewed Harry. Mm. I know it's a different broom closet. Mm. Mm, Alan Rickman. Yum. Alan Rickman, Social Security. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I know he's old. I don't care. That's right. I have a crush on Alan Rickman. Saying it. Get in line. Yes, we we know you do, Julia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I say? His voice sounds like velvet. Melinda's gone silent. She's actually drooling at her television right now. No, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like Alan Rickman as Snape. I think he does a wonderful job, and he actually makes me enjoy Snape. But I, I have no crush on him. No. Okay, we'll just ask him. <laughs> That's have, okay. You don't, or for on, me. you don't have a crush on Gambit wish, by chance, do you? I wish. Um, I know Alan Rickman is Snape, but I wish that he was. About thirty years younger. <laughs> He's doing Seriously. the best he can. <laughs> I know, but I, I still think maybe they could have found somebody. Maybe not with his poise. I, they could have found somebody to be Severus Snape mm. that was younger. Because, like, he's 
he's like in the same league as Maggie Smith. In this <laughs> what the, okay, I swear to God, Amos Dickery is kind of like John Benet Ramsey's parents at this point. It's like, <laughs> he runs hey, out of his Look at Karambe into this. Okay, Dumbledore, get short of the ropes. I'm not gonna ask you again. What's the uh, what's the ring on his left finger? <laughs> I hate that they skipped the whole part of the Weasleys coming to be his family, though. I liked that part. Yeah, me too. But we see later that Arthur's in the stands, isn't he? Yeah. Molly hasn't been seen since Ron. You, you don't see that they skip my most favorite movie in all of canon is in this book, and they don't even put it in this movie. Ron, you forgot your Death Eater. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'll have you know, Ryan, I was rereading a part of Deathly Hallows the other day, I and all I could think of was you and your damn Voldemort voice. You have one hour. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault she actually says that that's verbatim <laughs> and it's just this you know, it was so serious and I just couldn't stop laughing because you were you going you have one hour well I'm doing it like Dr. Evil like biting on my pinky finger at the same time <laughs> what is Amos doing in the background there he's like punching him in the face like doing that little mock he's, he's psyching him up trying to figure out what that was Madame Maxine was wearing <laughs> It looked like something I think my little brother wore in, like, old 70s Christmas photos. <laughs> oh, dear. Melinda, do you have photos of yourself from the 70s? Just curious. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk later about some uploading. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy the facial expressions Gambin shows when Phil accidentally uh, prematurely sets off the cannon, much like Melinda did earlier this evening. <laughs> <laughs> This is like, oh, that's a touching moment. This is like us all trying to start the uh, podcast. One, two, three, click, and then we have Melinda. <laughs> oh, I clicked already. Well, you said one, two, three, click. How was I know that was just an explaining that you were going to say click? I wouldn't do one, two, three, click that fast. One, two, three, click. <laughs> Dumbledore literally looks like he has back problems because of the way he has to walk to keep the damn thing from... <laughs> he totally does. They need to hand those. Seriously. Mm-hmm. He's walking around like he's literally nine months pregnant just to kind of... <laughs> Maybe they thought it would make him look impressive. Okay, now, what do we think that they... Like... up on Harry's not green eyes. Okay, now, what was the deal here? They, like, ran out of budget so they couldn't put, like, any animals in the for- in the maze? Actually, no, I, I kind of liked it this way. I know, but like, I think that would. I think if they. But it would have been a lot cooler. I would have liked the upside down mist. That would have been cool. I really yeah. think if they had the money, they would have done it. I really think this is where they kind of. said, Okay. Yeah, I agree. It would have been a what lot is, uh, cooler. But I kind of liked did it this way. They have budget problems on this movie. No, I but just they, they had budget problems on this. Movie. They basically like they didn't like well the reason they said they gave for not putting Winky in was budget, and they said that they didn't have the money left over to um to really do a lot with this part of the movie, presumably because they spent all the money elsewhere. Like, how do you run out of movie? How do you run out of money for a Harry Potter movie? Well, no, I mean Seriously. there 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 is. You know you're going to make a hundred billion dollars. So why not go? Yeah, all go out. all out. Yeah. yeah. You know, you like there's that. no doubt you're gonna make money. You're gonna get your your investment well, back and then some. Yeah, yeah. Although they, 
because everybody in the world is going to see it, and then like, and then we're all going to go buy the video too. Some of us too. that are going to go see it five right. and six times. So, hey, look, it's you milky. Make more money when you release the DVDs. Yeah, and then they they got really sneaky on this one by releasing more than like every DVD had something extra in it. So there'll be people who go go three different copies of the same movie. And it's right. Captain Milky eyeballs. <laughs> Yay, Captain Milky eyes. And it's Fleur losing again. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad for Fleur. They made her such a wuss. She is really. No, she's really not. She's a. Uh... I really don't think that she's that, like, pretty. <laughs> well, in fairness to Fleur, she just got shot, and now she's about to get eaten by shrubberies, so. <laughs> no, was that there? You must bring a shrubbery! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Harry's putting on his knight in shining armor hat again. Oh, good, we have to go save the French again. I know. The British are so used to that. Well, the Americans are used to that. The British are still... <laughs> I have a friend... Come on, Harry. Expelliarmus him. Expelliarmus him. Expelliarmus! Send him flying miles back. the Imperius, you couldn't tell when someone's under the Imperius. You really can tell that Victor's not quite right there. Right. Yeah. What was the line? I, I think it was out. Melissa from uh, Podcast. How can we sort out the liars? Well, gee. Let's <laughs> see the bathroom book in their eyes. There. I think you should shoot it, Harry. <laughs> Expelliarmus it. <laughs> yeah. Or Lumos. It. My friend was just. Oh God, I'm sorry. Those are the worst wand spark wand sparks ever. That's like a bad firework. Okay. Plus, how the hell are you gonna find that? <laughs> yeah, it like seriously. blows up over like a like a one square kilometer. Yeah. Oh. Oh, look, guys, pathetic fallacy. That means the weather is reflecting the, the character's mood. Thanks, Julie. No problem. Oh, yeah, who has a degree in English? A, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> who spelled expel wrong? Me. I can't spell it. I'm no, sorry. Excel, it's my downfall. Excel, Excel. It's my downfall. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're actually it spelling our missing. <laughs> there you go. There's a flying back. Dead. <laughs> You know, the spell check is also broken, by the way. So, <laughs> when she sends you a file to beta read, sometimes you're like, Julia? Yeah, my spell check on this computer is broken. On this computer, <laughs> once I get my freaking laptop back, and I'll have my spell check back, I love then the we're scene good. here. It's like, run, throw him into a wall, then you're in, fr in front, and then he throws you into a wall. It's so dark, though. It's hard to see who's doing what. Yeah. The lighting's not very good, but that's part of the... Part of the yeah. That I think it's on purpose. Oh no! Oh no! Please kill me, Gryffindor. Watch like Harry goes back in time to stop himself from saving Cedric. You know, so that Cedric will live, and he ends up getting eaten by the damn plant. <laughs> I uh, I'm Ooh, so eyes. my um my my Najam impression. Go go Gryffindor! <laughs> I love that kid. Seriously. Yay. Okay, good shot. You could have killed him, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ask for sips for my Harry Potter movies, right? 
I'm sorry, Chi, I have no idea what you're saying. You were falling asleep. There. Said, I said, we don't ask for offense from our Harry Potter movies. Oh, and the no. reason you can't understand me is because I'm sitting in my rocking chair with my grandma's quilt over me, and I'm about ready to fall asleep. That's good. That's good for uh-uh. commentary. <laughs> I bought slippers today at Walmart, too. I was excited. Yay! Mm. It's the blizzard of 78 run (laughs) (laughs) Touch the cup Touch the cup No Harry, Cedric, don't do it I love how they're like having like a discussion about This discussion was actually longer in the book like, you helped me. No, I helped you. No, we're even. Crap. Alright, now, how easy would it have been here for Harry to say, it's Voldemort, grab the port key? Um, yeah. Uh, that would have been way too efficient. No, but think of, think of Harry. I mean, and granted, he's injured for part of it, so we can't, but it's Voldemort, get the port key. Or just yell, it's Voldemort. Right. Well, it took him well, a minute to recognize. It took him a minute to, to, to recoup and realize what, exactly what's going on. If Cedric too, had actually grabbed it right there, he would have gone back. Yeah, good thing he didn't. No, we don't know that. It worked before? You don't know that it takes you right back to where you were from. It could be it could be a one-way thing. Well, no, yeah, but this this particular port key we know was not. If he had, oh. he would have gone back. It's right. Voldemort. It's Voldemort. He 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 can talk. He, ah. he said it there a second ago. We have to get grab the cup. We have to go he back. Has, he's not saying why. It's Voldemort. Grab the porky. That's all you have to say. There's the uh, symbolic. Ah. Ooh. I hate how sudden that was, but at the same time, I thought it made a really. Oh, that was that was that was, that was like awesome. in the book. Is this what you guys you know? picture the graveyard to be like? Um. This is yeah. much better than what I appreciate the graveyard yeah. to be like. I'm really not. My imagination is not better. I think. Than the, than the I didn't. I, I picture, like how the. I mean, they had ropes, but I kind of like how it's the statue they're holding him. I pictured. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. I pictured a pitch black soundstage, where you could not see anything in the background, which I, I think works better than this. Okay, now right here, I refer to this as Wormtail making a toss salad. <laughs> Cute. It's like. <laughs> Flesh oh, of the I hope se- he sterilized that. It's like Flash of the Seven. Yeah. yeah like, like it works like. like that. I'm sorry. And he's like completely fine. Ugh. I hate this part. Mm. Ah, I hate this part in the books, too. I was, like, freaking out. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, yeah, Wormtail shot out at the end, and here yeah, he is. Yeah, that was pretty upsetting yeah, right there. like, Wormtail cannot, is obviously seen going into shock right here. Yeah. It's a, it's a Julia, how, how come oh. Dan Radcliffe hasn't won an Oscar yet for these films? Oh, I don't know. I am amused by the fact that Voldemort's clothing is the cauldron. Yeah, that was kind of cool, actually. It's, uh, it kind of reminds me of a dark Beauty and the Beast type of thing. <laughs> I was actually thinking more like the Matrix, but okay. There was apparently there not go. enough cauldron left for shoes. And here is is a Ray Voldemort is a hippie, apparently. Yes. I understand why they didn't have his eyes red, and I'm okay with it. 
I'm really not okay with that. I didn't say. Red. They said if they had I, his I, eyes gr- like glow red, it would have seemed too sci-fi-ish, and it would have detracted from his natu- his own eyes and his ability to convey emotion with his own eyes. It would have looked less human, is what yeah. their quote is. Yeah. Whereas, like, with Harry, the big deal well, he is... doesn't really look much human there now. Although yeah, I do like the way, you know, like, when he rubbing those fingers over his head and all that, I do, I do kind of like the way that scene worked. He's right. very effeminate. Well, in the yeah. uh, in the the extra features, they interviewed um, Ray Fiennes, and they said that they really wanted to, like, explore the various mood swings of Voldemort. Oh, he's so unpredictable, you can never, um, you can never see what he's going to do next. And I think they did a good job of that in here. Although that yeah. no nose thing is really creeping me out. That's gotta hurt. What do you think of the death mar- yeah. the uh, dark marks? I think they're perfect. I didn't I, like I, it. I do. I don't know. I think it's creepy that Richard has one of those tattoos on his arm. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little weird. It is. Yeah. And is it Rosworms has? She expects a patronum on her neck, on the back of her neck. And we have the uh, apparition that's white if you're good and black if you're bad. Clearly. I don't know. I don't know what I would get if I was going to get a Harry Potter uh, tattoo. You get a PFW one. (laughs) Yeah, a lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. I would actually get the Gryffindor logo. She would get head of Ravenclaw house, so I could never not appoint her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a uh, rotating set of banners now because people keep sending me them, which is awesome. They oh, make cool. them for me, and they go on. They're on a three week rotation in my signature. So <laughs> I have to point this out here. When Danielle went to see the movie for the first time, at this moment, there was someone in the audience near her who just gasped. I'm like, she's like, really? you didn't, you didn't know <laughs> that Lucius was a Death Eater. Yeah, they were like. <gasps> It's him. Well, of course it's him. Uh, Who else would it be? Uh-huh. He's been a rat for the last four, mo- three movies. Yeah. I think this is awesome because I think that this is uh, the, the journey that Lucius is going to take from this proud moment to the moment where he's going, get the fuck out of my house in Deathly Hallows is going to be um, quite interesting to watch. I think. And I'm, I'm sure that we'll get cut out. I'm sure we'll. Of course. Movie. Although, I, I really do hope they keep the beginning to... The Deathly Hallows movie is the same as the Deathly Hallows book. That is such a great beginning. Oh, yeah, I agree. You have oh, get off him. Get that? off him. <sighs> Sorry, there are a few things that irk me more than messing with the dead. I do. Like, you just don't do it. I do. What do we all think of Ray Fiennes? I mean, I think it's even, like even the Harry. I was so busy monologuing, I forgot you were here. <laughs> I kind of like that because yeah. that's what he did in the books. He was too busy monologuing; he forgot yeah. that Harry was there. Yeah, I, I, I really yeah. Voldemort like. has got a big ego. Yeah, I think he does an excellent that's job. That's part of the reason why he um he he bit and bites it in the end is because he's too all well, that and his cowardice. Because he won't check to see if Harry's dead for himself. Right. Hubris. I mean, even if you watch uh, Ray Fiennes in uh, Red Dragon, he's still he he makes a great wherever he is. He makes a what wherever he is? He makes a great uh, 
villain. Oh, okay. I could not understand anything that was coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I was going, what? Oh, look, guys, Dan's acting again. Hold on, watch the tongue, watch the tongue. Is he orgasming me or is he Whoa. I can't tell. Well, okay. that tongue thing was really creepy. Chi, you have a one-track mind. I do. I'm tired. Shut up. <laughs> I'm tired. Did you just see like Voldemort scurry off there? I did. He did. He he, he ran like Admiral Sissy Mary. <laughs> Why didn't he just tell him? Like this is like one of those things where you're like, get him. Why don't he? Get uh, him. Why doesn't he just tell him right now? But no, he has to like do the. Well, that's you know. He likes he likes to play with his food before he eats it to use Dumbledore's line about Bella. And so much for Harry's mm-hmm. ability to knock off Imperius. No, really. Did he bow? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the bowing wasn't the Imperius, remember? Right. Harry said something else, like he felt right. like a, a it string, was the bowing curse. a hand pushing his, yeah, something. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry, but Ray Fine is just going, Crucio! It's just way too funny. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of a podcast. Crucio! Crucio! <laughs> He reminds me of my um, my Latin diction teacher. Oh my god, she was a riot because she would just you know she would flip her R's and 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 do things like that so that it would just sound absolutely ridiculous when she was talking in Latin. It was hilarious. Or teaching you how to sing in Latin, which is pretty self-explanatory. You just need to know. Anyway, I'm off topic. This is Potterfic Weekly. Have you forgotten? This is a great moment right here. I think this really captures the canon. When he just gets yeah. so pissed he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Me too. I love this. You know, Show me he wasn't going to die. He wasn't going to die standing up. Yeah. Standing up yeah. like his father. You have to enjoy the fact, though, that his one spell is Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Expelliarmus. That's the seer to Yeah, but that's spell. where it started, really, that we didn't, hadn't seen that so much before. Right. What do you mean in terms of? Well, that was really the the first time he uses the Expelliarmus in a situation like that. Yeah. Well, it's how he does it in the end. And, and they are right here. He is holding the wand, Voldemort, with like two fingers. Mhm. Mhm. And here comes the thirty-five-year-old pig. She in the middle of like a snowstorm where she can't even get out to get groceries is still upset about the thirty five year old parents. And has phoned in her anger. I will. I just, I just don't understand. Hey, it's yeah. floppy ears. <laughs> and here are. comes the anachronism, right? Or do they get it right? Lily and then James. Okay. Lily and then James. Boy, he went bald early. He looks like Robert Picardo from Star Trek Voyager. Me who died at 21. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> right. It's a little bit back. weird to think that, like... Did they tell her that she had to sound creepy when she was doing that? Because <laughs> that was a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Ready, ready? All the Death Eaters are rendered impotent. <laughs> okay. 
I originally I used to think that Dan Radcliffe overplayed the scene, but I really don't think so anymore. Look at that look on. I don't Look at that no, look on I, 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 I actually, I thought he did a pretty good job with that one. Okay, guys, I have to go for five minutes. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. good timing. Okay. Okay. Why'd you like completely throw Dumbledore around? Okay, we'll try this side. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that's the thing. It's the combination of the music and the... I will still... Do you see me just, like, shaking <laughs> Harry's head? Shaking poor Harry's head. Shaking Harry syndrome. That's honestly, that's okay. like... I do enjoy the pacing here. It's that Ron and Hermione are struggling to get to Harry, but they just can't make it to him. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I thought this was I like Amos Diggory in this scene. That was that was he I thought he did a good job. And you've got Arthur right there. Yeah, and watch Ron Hermione try and get to him. Now watch the Phelps like in the background here. It's like don't they know that something's wrong? <gasps> um, I'm sure they do. They're trying to get to him and they can't. No, they were right there behind, uh, they were, no, it was, uh, Fred and George, they were, they were right behind, um, Matthai. Oh. I missed it. Yep, they were right behind Matthai. <laughs> Although that is a nice bit of, uh, continuity there, if, if they moved this classroom to the tower, at least they just shot back to the tower. Hmm. And this is where I would try to get cranked out and relax through the work. Well, you knew it was going to happen, right? Yeah. Okay. Not in the books, but in the movie. Does he look I'm really not all that great of a reader. Does he look all right? <laughs> well, he's like, you're right, Potter. It's like, does he look all right? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love, too, it's like how he's so out of control that he's not even trying to cover himself. He's not even yeah. trying to... Yeah, he's so... His excitement is taking well, over he, everything. He figure, well, he figures, he, he figures he's about to kill him, so what's the matter? Yeah. Why does he notice that it's a little bit creepy? I think Harry's just in shock. He's not really paying much attention. He's starting to get it. Oops, no more magic juice. <laughs> He's been gulping it for the past. Yeah, what? There's a line or there's something Moody says that all of a sudden Harry's like, wait, I don't think I said that or something. Yeah. yeah. The graveyard. Happens a lot in these books. Wait, when did I tell you that? I believe I told you about it, Dad. Dum dum dum. Yeah, my my friend who also you know. Precisely, you know, nailed the um, the, the Neville Ginny affair. Also, thought that Hag Hagrid was 
a Death Eater from that one moment. Ah, uh, real astute reader, then. <laughs> yeah, she's never read the book. She just goes by the movie. So it's interesting to see what those people would think of the... Uh... Oh, poor Neville. How much fun would it be to play um, Moody, though? Seriously. It's a great role. I know. I think I'm going to be a lot sadder to see movie Mad I Go than, than I was in the book. Yeah. Yeah. He's so much deeper. In the, I, for some reason, he's one of the characters in the movie, I think, that it comes across better. Yeah, I like him better. Yeah, plus that eye is a little bit endearing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really won't be that, that sad when Dobby in the movie goes. And I cried hysterically when he did in Deathly Hallows. Didn't care about well, we did, Yeah, I think I'll probably be very upset in Deathly Hallows. Yeah, we I didn't get nearly enough Dobby in the movies. I think this works very well here. Angry, pissed off Dumbledore. Expelliarmus. Yeah, well, Expelliarmus continues. the room. Well, I think we, we, we got the anger down when he threw Harry into the trophy case, so I think throwing Crouch here into the wall doesn't really... Listen to the anger when he yells, was he in this room? <laughs> or, or I'll throw you a Harry, get away from that, I know. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Harry. I love how they all, like, peek forward, but, like, they're all, like, afraid to. They're like, you want to know? Somebody better keep an eye on the Death Eater, crying out loud. Minerva's got him. So here's a question: Why would he? Why would Crouch have kept Moody alive? For the Is there any he had to point? keep getting the hair to keep making the potion. Uh, How would he get down yeah. there to get the hair? <laughs> I mean, unless he had extracted it before, but. No, actually, just from the movie perspective. Yeah, but once somebody dies, it doesn't work anymore, right? That's, yeah, that's what I've been told. That's what I've right, said. yes. Oh, look at that. Actually, yeah, if the thing is that deep in the book, I wonder how we get down there. Ow. Yeah. If you're going <laughs> to be a bad guy, apparently you don't need a magic twitch. Now, this scene doesn't... Look at the fear on Dumbledore's face, especially when he grabs Harry's arm and throws it. Yeah, like if you put a dark mark on Harry, then... then. The blizzard of 78 just hit Melinda's house. Uh-huh. Melinda, your feedback's getting a little bit higher there. I'm not sure if you... Is that better? Yep, that was better. Wouldn't you like to be a fly in the wall in this scene? And here starts the great Snape debate. The end of this book, end of the next one. I actually thought that he was just talking to himself here because the monologue is so terrible. I don't know. I don't understand why they couldn't keep the speech from... The end of Where is my hospital wing scene? 
Melinda Earth, wrote I'm a freaking, really so irritated by that. Melinda wrote a 60-something chapter two-parter <laughs> to get over her anger at that scene being deleted. Okay, she he literally describes Cedric Diggory as a newspaper delivery boy who was struck by a car. <laughs> By an Oldsmobile. <laughs> He's crying again. Uh, <laughs> because they because... drive Toyotas. Oh, shut up, Ryan. Jeez. <laughs> the speech from the end of Goblet of Fire is the book, though, is so... Oh, it's amazing in the book. Moving. Huh? It's amazing in the book, but here it's like he was good and strong and true. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is funny. Doesn't Victor Crumb turn out to be a Death Eater? Or is that a fan fiction thing? That's a fan fiction thing. I lose. No points to me. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, that's a fan fiction thing. He he shows up in Deathly Hollows. I'm going to point out the hollows though. Was he doing Deathly yeah. Hollows? Well he points out the symbol that Oh, he's at the it web. is uh, Grindelwald's, Grindelwald's symbol. It turns out to be the Hollows symbol. That's right. I have uh, to say, the editing in this movie is not fabulous. The transitions from one scene to another. Oh, the transitions. Because there's the a scene. lot of times where I think that like my DVD is pausing, and it's not. You know? One thing about the scene that gets me, obviously, you know, we they skip the entire you know explanation of Priori and Contantum, but... There, it's like basically at the end of the movie Dumbledore is like you will, you're you not alone even though of course in the next movie he completely blows Harry off but regardless but just like the face just the interaction between Gambin and Radcliffe it's like he like pats him on the head like a blind man mm-hmm. it's like oh that's nice he's like patting him on the head just so he can like feel his face and see what he's Moving on. Oh, look at how excited he is. I know. And now that we know Dumbledore's backstory, this little speech is a little bit more. Jay can't return. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It does that. It's a little bit more depth there. And then just a little pat. <laughs> you call me if you need anything. I'll be in my office with the door closed. <laughs> I'm going to ignore you for the next six months. But... Yeah. yeah. You know what? Every time I see this m- movie, it's never as bad as I think it is. And then I like, like an hour from now, I'll be screaming about it. It's just, it's underwhelming. There's so many great points that were cut that. I just can't... It, it lost the feel, like Melinda said. To me, the story's about Molly Weasley hugging Harry. It's about all these that little moments. That hot scene is pretty damn important to the whole thing, and it's not here. Melinda's not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually liked this movie. Curse of the Damned, everyone, by Melinda Leo. Go read the end. <laughs> you know, there's so much of a... 
it's just like the, the the motif that you know something has happened to this one person and everyone else is going on with their normal lives, but he's the one person who gets it. It doesn't. It seems like Harry should be almost more bitter there that this entire thing is happening and everyone else kind of. Well, yeah. by the start of the next movie, he is. Oh, yeah. But you haven't seen that yet. I have it. But live on Perfect Weekly, I will watch it for the first time in front of you all. Yay. Because I love you all so very much. I think this is a great ending scene. I was kind of happy about this one. Yeah, at least it doesn't just... It was, okay, Harry just got tortured in the graveyard by his parents' murderer. Yeah. Why is he bucking her I think like this. This is a little too happy-happy for the... For yeah, it's one. like Harry yeah. should have been, like, more removed from the... <laughs> Hermione's had a difficult year. Hermione's been crying uh, yeah. for an entire year, so... <laughs> Alright, yeah, these kids are standing up on the walls to get a view, but no one's taking the. Uh... <laughs> Yay, and there goes the people. And here's where I thought the movie ended. Doesn't the movie end here? Or is there another scene? The movie no, ends. It ends. No, it ends here. The end. She takes back her criticism. Like Order the Phoenix that goes on like for another fifteen minutes and it could just ended. Rob, how are you doing? You've been hanging vertically apparently for. Yeah, I know. I got like this like nice back kink. I think I'm gonna need to, like go find some kind of self back massager type yeah. thing or Rob or get someone to massage my back. I'll probably mail you some pain medication. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. The perfect weekly stores are full enough. So what's everyone think? I'm one of those people that... Um, Steve Close is an awful, awful man. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we have to have him back after the last movie proved so much how better it is without him? I don't think he knows. I don't know. I don't think that he, I don't think that he knows. I was like, oh, why right. the I, I was, I, I almost wrote him a letter. Well, didn't he see the movie? He had to see how much better it is than his stuff. Oh, they must know. Someone somewhere has got the... Well, it depends upon what happens with the last one, who they get to write it, if they, they realize. Hey, guys, I'm back in time for the credits. Julia, we're just saying what we thought of the movie. Oh, um, okay. Julia, what did you think of the movie? Oh, um... Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I liked it. Um, I liked Phoenix a lot better, but it was all right. It was, it was really rushed. Mm. Yeah. But generally, I liked it. It, it, it was decent. I mean, there were some things cut out that probably, that really should have been in there, but on on the whole, it's not a horrible. Yeah, I mean, my take on it is, um, like, I always just blame everything on Gambit, and truly, while I'm not a fan, not everything's his fault, but I think that when you look at the movie, there's a lot of great character moments in here, and there's a lot of great points where they where they sincerely get it and there's many many points when there could be great character moments but they don't put them in and there's many moments that y you it it's lacking you definitely know what's not supposed to be there so you can give them credit for what they put in but you you have to remember the yeah. fact that there was some stuff they definitely took out that was needed so right well i think that they've kind of i actually i i'll be interested to see <clears throat> what they do from uh, this point on because 
they've kind of written themselves into some spots with the stuff that they've gotten rid of that they're going to need and have blood prints and Deathly Hallows. Which is why I really yeah, the whole thing about it. Snape being the spy. They didn't even address that in uh, in this one or in Order. They mentioned it in this one for well, like 10 minutes. They mentioned it in the, in the, in the Wiz Gambit scene. But I think that... Um, What's, I think that's they, they should have waited until all seven books were out because then you can kind of pick and choose what you need and what you don't need much better than you know writing these as they were coming along. Well, not really. Kind I mean, you, you knew that you knew that Dobby would play a role, and they certainly cut Dobby's role even without. Yeah. So. In, yeah. In I really don't cut. think. I think Dobby's gone. I really do. I think they're going to have Creature be the one that saves Harry in the end. Ugh. It's that whole scene with the house elves joining them. the fight. They can do that without Creature leading them. So they can have Creature make the turn and still Creature be the one to save them. And, I don't and they know. Don't you, can give up, you, you can give up Dobby's role in the Gillyweed incident of, you know, like 1994, but I don't know how you can really just forget the fact that, you know, Dobby was the one to die. I think that meant a lot to a lot of people. I don't know how you do that. I mean, I, I don't I doubt they, they try. But yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I give them you know the ability to do yeah. it I just, I'm not sure if it would I will kill them personally okay. And, okay and they cut out some of the Ginny Harry development in Order of the Phoenix which makes no sense I mean yeah, they they knew, they knew Harry and Ginny were gonna become a couple after but they didn't Prince. because the script was written before I mean they got the script the, the book when they were in production of the movie but the script had already been written before that we have a, um, yeah, but Half Blood Prince was out by that point. Right, and but I mean, they the first got together in the, the script for Order of the Phoenix was written before the book Half Blood Prince came out. Seriously, that long? Yep, the, it was. Because huh. I remember there was a lot of talk about getting Steve Close to come back in to put more Harry Ginny stuff, but that it, it never happened. <laughs> All right, we're gonna figure this out right now. Adrian Rowling. <laughs> Geraldine Somerville. Hey, any relation, you think, Adrian Rowling? Probably not. Yeah, it's spelled differently, too. I want to be the archivist on the Harry Potter films. I don't know what the archivist does. The archivist sounds cool. You know, being the hardcore movie fan that I am, the books are completely a side point. I mean... And definitely, the movies are way better than the books. I mean, this is just an excellent piece of film, I have to say. <laughs> are you serious? Lady, lady, she's awake. Hold on, lady, she, lady, she, lady, she. I got. I, I don't know quite how to tell you this, but Adrian Rollins, who, who Rollins, who played uh, James Potter, was born on March twenty seventh, nineteen fifty eight. This movie oh. was filmed in 2005. Say that was filmed in 2004. He, we're looking at, you know, 48 years old in that one. And uh, what was it, Geraldine? Geraldine Somerville. That's just awful. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, so we're looking at 48 years old there. And Geraldine Somerville was born in 1967. It's a little better. So we're looking at. She's one year younger than my mother. All right. Well. <laughs> oh God. There you go. Now, Chi, you're tired. You're cranky, and Robert just said it was a wonderful film. Go. Oh me? 
Um, oh. you, you don't have it, to. It's, it's, have it's, to. It's, it's called a joke, Ryan. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I would say this is not necessarily a travesty. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a travesty. But um, it's, uh, it's one that I can ex- No, I can't accept it. Um, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Robert's the one attacking uh, me earlier for being a terrible Harry Potter fan for not getting the reason the sky suddenly attacked the students. When <laughs> yeah, but you know what the funny thing is is I mean it was interesting because as I made my my second comment uh, about um, Flitwick, I came to the realization. Oh wait a minute, I'm watching. Goblet of Fire and not Prisoner of Azkaban, which explains why you guys got all ridiculously quiet when I made comments about the animal. <laughs> Sounds like, why is no one commenting? And I was like, and then as soon as, soon as I re- like we got to that part of the book where it should have been in the movie, I was like, oh wait a minute, that was in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, we're That's just like the, the guy from yeah. we're all Robert typing to each fun. other. Like the guy from Spellcast doesn't seem to know what the hell happened to the movie. <laughs> well, no, I did that in chamber. I was waiting for one particular line from Ron, which I waited for like twenty minutes for, and it turned. Out that line was in prisoner. It was in uh, Philosopher's Stone. I'm like, oh, that, that was in the. La- Never mind. <laughs> Good job. Well, well, to my credit, I mean, literally two minutes before we started recording this, Ryan's like, "Do you want to do that?" I'm like, "Sure, let me find my DVD." Oh, that's not the way I've been. Ro- You're like, "So what you doing?" I'm like, I'm like to do a commentary. <laughs> Who's in it?" So I told you. Oh, I'm like, "Would you like to be in it?" I am rather bored. All right. No, 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 no. no. You, you asked me if I was bored. I was like, no, I'm just putting off spellcast stuff. And you're like, ah, oh, you want to do it? And I was like, ah, eh, sure, why not? Understanding is a three-edged sword, my friend. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. But oh well. A camera operator, B camera operator, C camera operator. I'm looking for the line that says no dragons were. You know, to kind of quote, or kind of not quote, but co- no, comment it on the whole. Fire into it. It had to be right at the beginning of the credits, or at the beginning of the Aww. movie, one or the other, because Quinn wouldn't have lasted this long. To yeah, your it. son would be asleep. Right yeah, there. no, he would have been long gone by now. Oh, we missed it. We fell. Uh, to uh, comment on the whole, um, the age of uh, James and Lily. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of it this way. Because when they cast the original movie, they're like, "Ooh, we got Alan Rickman as Snape. Totally awesome." And then you realize how old how old Alan Rickman is, and he's supposed to be the same age as all of the Marauders. You kind of have to. Everything was set based off of Alan Rickman, so that's why yeah. we end up with ridiculously old. But you people. know what? To be honest, I don't think the movie going the people who just watch this for the movie obsess about those little details as much as us book people do. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm sure they don't care. Oh, no, it's, it's like you get an image stuck in your head, too. It's like when I... It's like, um, Melinda, when I... <coughs> I, I think this is the seventh Horcrux, the scene at the end where Harry meets, um, Lily, and there's... I'm, I was thinking to myself, they should be around the same age, and there was a line in there saying, Harry was like, oh my god, you know, she's around my same age, so that, like, it's stuff yeah, you look for. That- it's, so it's like when you see Harry and you see his mother, they should be, you know, getting close to the same age at that point, and they're not. So you're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all in all, I think it's um, it's definitely better than I remember, although I'm still very disappointed that they left a lot out. Mm. Yeah. I'm definitely. Well, yeah. yeah. But I think you'll enjoy Order of Phoenix a little bit more. Goblet yeah. Fire. yeah, I really, I really liked Order of Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix was much, much better than Goblet. Lola just typing to me earlier. She's like, why are we doing this one? I have Order and I haven't even opened it yet. <laughs> I don't have Order yet. 
There you go. No, I don't have order yet. Yeah, I still uh, need to get order. I think I'm gonna go out probably tomorrow. Mm, I might buy it. Yeah, I'm, it's supposed to be a Christmas present, but I, I really don't think I could wait that long. Yeah, here Christmas yeah. is just around the corner, so I'll hang out. I'll probably give Jen an aneurysm that we can't podcast on. <laughs> Alright, well with that one, I think we're just about done for tonight. I know there's no secret scene awaiting us at the end of the... Uh, credits here, so I'm ready to take off for the night, unless anyone has final thoughts on the movie. Yep. I still I say we take done. on all of our rage on Gambin. <laughs> you know what? The more we got into it, the more it was like you, you wanted to blame Gambin, but you knew it was Steve Close, and you're like, I feel bad, even though I'm cranky and tired. Yeah, no, it's, it's Cloves we could kill, though. We could take baseball bats to him. Oh yeah, I Melinda, you're like that. you're you're like a sunflower soccer mom. I can't picture you being like, what we need to, th- this right here. For those of you non Hufflepuffs, this is our leader here. She's like, okay, what we need to do is we need to. This is like Nancy Pelosi. We need to take baseball bats. We need to take out his kneecaps. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> oh dear. I'm not laughing. I'm scared. <laughs> Okay, I'm laughing. I'm not scared. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm going to call it the Orphanage Incorporated in San Francisco. Wow. What happened? Oh, one of the effects companies is called uh, the Orphanage. Huh? Interesting name for an effects company. Hedwig's theme yeah. written by John Williams. Yeah. All right. With that, with Melissa... Melissa, sorry, you got your name wrong. I knew you so well, too. With Melinda being, you know, a mob star, I think we're ready to end this episode. <laughs> so we will be back with Order of the Phoenix as our next commentary sometime in the future after I buy it, and I promise I will not watch it until I podcast. So you will get all of my original thoughts. There you go. Yay. I'm not really sure. Oh, there it is. No dragons were harmed in the making of this movie. How the hell did you keep your kid going that long? <laughs> it must be somewhere else. There's no way he would have, uh, unless it's... It had gone for some, I don't know how he would have. It must have been somewhere else. All right. Well, I think your kid has a lot more uh, <laughs> patience than you give him credit for. <laughs> Maybe. All right. More patience than his mother, then I've already turned mine off. <laughs> there you go. All right. With that note, have a great night, everybody. We'll see you back for Warther. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs> she hangs up the phone. <laughs>